podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. 12 years. I never expected it to turn out like this. Shout out to the community, man. I appreciate y'all. Driving them people. Info Joe, Los Angeles, in the building. Adrian, the problem wrong, the man from the frozen tundra. King, straight out of Florida. Liz Lowe, Taylor, Georgia. You already know what it is. It's the Queen, Mikey K, Detroit. Stand up. David Maldonado, New York City. No nuts. Don't cut me off, man. Don't cut me off. King, I mean the best. Catch me for them championship rounds. Big Superman. Claim me Texas. Davidian in Buffalo. God bless you all. Jesus Christ. Without y'all, it ain't nothing. Without the callers, it ain't nothing, man. Bad girl, TKO. San Diego, California. Big Fish Vegas. Palm Beach, Florida. Tree the incredible. Straight out the ATL. James Benitez, Huntsville, Alabama. It ain't hating. It's just the truth. Show kid, my brother, New York. Suckers. Coach Midday from London, UK. Let's go! Checking in from Tennessee. It's Lethal James. P-A-Y-N-D. It's Lethal. Line 6 Reed. Just spreading that boots gospel. Both from Bell. Only in America. But I'm a true antecedent to the American dream. King Ford. Crown Heights, Brooklyn. You have four chicken wings and french fries. Breakfast and champions. Let's get to it. JT. New Orleans, Louisiana. Stuff like that. Yo, TV leaders, Coach J-Mac. New Orleans, Louisiana. 504, baby. Yeah. Yeah. The you walk away with a silver medal, which is an incredible accomplishment. Can you take any pride in that? No. <laughs> I don't like to lose. <laughs> Now it's like I know your feeling. I don't want to ever go to. He was talking about you crying and da da da. Like you go watch Floyd. Floyd was crying after he lost me. I don't ever want to feel that again. I don't want to ever lose. Like I'm, I'm not feeling it. This is a TKO victory for Stevenson. He's tough. He don't take no for an answer. So I gotta beat it out of him. Score. Of course, the truth. I'm Tank Eric Russell Jr. Hey. Me right now, if you ask me, would I be Floyd Mayweather back in the day? I'm going to say yes. And truthfully, really believe that. I know my body. Yeah, I know Shakur body. Shakur know my body. Do I step to you when we fall? Yes or no? No. Do we step to each other? Yes. No. No. The Southpaw version of Floyd Mayweather. Well, Oscar can't keep ducking. It's time for him to fight. It's me versus Oscar Valdez. There's nothing else to uh, look forward to. Canelo can't get in the ring fight for him. And even if he could, I feel like uh, me and Canelo's at the same weight. I feel like I'll be him. SDS promotion. I'm one of the best fighters in boxing. Theboxingboys.com. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Monday morning of the Boxing Voice Radio. 
Hopefully you are at work, driving to work, or waking up for work. And we over here putting in that work. Solo, dolo, Scarface, no Manolo. But you already know, though. We're here to discuss and unpack the Frank Martin interview. Obviously, he did the interview with the Queens of Boxing or the Queens in the Ring of Boxing. I mean, I know Boxiana. I don't really know her co-hosts like that. Um, they did a good job getting the answers we needed. Definitely asked the questions that were on our mind. We're also going to have... Um, a guest this morning, Jasmine Aradiga. She was on the DAZN card, and uh, um, and uh, she it is not Zoom. Hold on a minute. Um, and she scored a, I believe it was a knockout. It was a great fight. I watched it. She definitely got a knockdown. Um, and, um, yeah, man, just wanted to get her on the show. I had been trying to get her on. I wanted her in studio when we were getting, you know, fighters in studio, which is sad. This is what I'm saying. I be on everybody. Um, I'm going to check actually her DMs with me because I was trying to get her last May. Last May, I said no. We would rather do it in studio. So I'd been, I'd been already keeping my eye on her for a minute, and uh, she certainly shined this weekend. So we're gonna have her on, and we're gonna be unpacking the Frank Martin interview, man. Uh, once again, shout out to the ladies that conducted the interview and got Martin to open up. And um, it sounds, uh, it sounds like. Um, it was about money, man. It, it sounds like it was about money, and um, that's pretty much it. It's it's funny because um, a lot of the stuff that he said, I kind of have heard already um, from someone else. But, uh, you know, I guess my sources was right, you know. Um, he wasn't happy with the money, but... PBC was, PBC was, and like he said in the interview, he uh, agreed to it verbally, and then when everything, you know, came across on paper, he didn't like the way that it looked, and that's because he didn't know a million wasn't a million until, you feel me, that paper came across, and he realized all the deductions that were going to come out due to handlers, trainers, promoters, and I'm using air quotes, right? So that comes out. And then don't forget good old Uncle Sam. He won his cut. So, you know, it's unfortunate because uh, we did want that fight and De Los Santos accepting the fight so quick, there's no buzz with Santos and Stevenson right now. But I do think Martin is... Um, wrong in the sense that he feels the fight could be bigger and maybe it can in the future if they both get titles like he said, but is he in a position to get a belt? Like, 
He's not going to fight for the WBC anymore. Is he going to sit around waiting for Tank to give him an opportunity and for Devin to vacate the WBA? The only belt that will probably become available is the IBF. Obviously, Devin still has that, but, you know, the IBF mandates and and, and when it's time, it's time. And uh, I don't know that it's time, but I do believe that Gustavo Lamone has lost. Yeah, because, look, they took him out the rankings now. So, Dan, they, they dropped him completely. That is, man, boxing is terrible. That's crazy. That dude had been at number one for I don't even know how long, all right? I, I just know I never seen him fight, and he was number one in the IBF at 35 forever and a day. He was a Samson Lewickovich fighter, and he has disappeared. This is the same shit happened to Sean Porter. Sean Porter lost as a champion to Kelbrook, and he got eliminated from the top 15 of the IBF. They are weird over there, for real. That shit is pretty crazy. But looks like George Cambosos is there. But they would have to go to purse bid for that. And again, they're not going to win against, you know, top rank. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they do, right? Because top rank probably doesn't believe in George. You know, it's not a given that George wins that fight. So, so to overpay in a purse bid situation and... Uh, you know, end up having your fighter lose that fight isn't a good thing whatsoever. But I see somebody say, I want Ness to explain how Frank didn't know any numbers when he first agreed. Please make it make sense. Uh, and it's sense, not sense. But um, again, I'm just taking his word as pay value. But I can see a world where he gets the phone call from EJ, like, yo, you want this fight? Is is going to be a fight with Shakur. I'm going to get you, you know, seven figures. That's it. You don't know what that seven figures is. Or I'm going to get you an M. And that's it. I mean, why why can't you see a world where that happened? I don't think that's far-fetched. I don't think that's far-fetched at all. I think that's quite possible. But, um... Yeah, I mean, that's what he's saying. What are, what are we going to do? Not believe him? You know? What are we going to do? That, that's what he's saying. We have to believe him. Um, but I also, it's like I told you, I was told that Frank had no manager. And, you know, he was negotiating for himself. And it was just him and Earl. So I, I, I tried to get Rick Glaze on, of all people, right? Because... My information and Rick's information are pretty similar. Rick posted something about um, Frank not knowing how much percentage was going to get deducted from his um, million until... Let me just pull up Rick's actual... Pull up his actual tweet. And do it. He he actually refused because he says when he comes on here, you know, people race bait him, and uh, we never believe anything he has to say. So I'm like, hey man, we can't believe anything you say, but this 
this tweet is different, right? Like I heard something similar to this. Let me um get it here. I want to screen share it, unfortunately. I apologize here. Damn it. Fucking Rick Glazier. What? It's so hard to do this right now. Fucking Facebook. Let me do it from my computer then. Apologies. But, yeah, if you want to call in and you want to voice your opinion on today's subject, which is obviously the Frank Martin situation, feel free. Phone line is open, 1425-569-5241. Press 1 one time uh, to voice your opinion. You can also use Twitter Spaces and Discord, as always. And I got it now. Here we go. Screen share T minus one. All right. So, as you can see, he says, here's what happened that no one will speak of. Frank Martin doesn't realize, but Al Heyman and Martin's promoter, hashtag Earl Spence, were taking too much money off the top. Martin not realizing leaving Martin unsatisfied financially, so now Martin still not realizing who the real culprits are, blaming Shakur. That's what happened. So I'm not corroborating this statement. I'm saying I got similar information. Um, I didn't hear anything about too much off the top. I heard he didn't realize, you know, these people had to get a cut. You know, TGB was working on behalf of him. They were the ones communicating with Top Rank. That's a cut. Earl's his promoter. That's a cut. You know? Taxes. That's a cut. And then we don't know if Al gets his 10 because it's never been clear if Frank is a Al Heyman fighter. So those are a lot of deductions, right? You can consider that. And uh, understand that, I mean, look, if we go off what they told, I never made a mill, but if we go off what they tell us, you know, they're taking close to 40%. That leaves them with six. We talking, let's say Derek is nice and taking 15, 10%. You know, get a math whiz on the line. It's, I mean, you know, it ain't an lot of money. The only way that made sense the only way that made sense to take 500, 400,000 after taxes and after paying everybody off is if you know you can beat them. Because it don't matter if you could beat them. But that's a tough fight. I don't think anyone is going into a Shakur fight knowing for sure they're going to beat them. So it's a tall task and a tall glass to drink, bro, like 400000 for a loss. I mean, look, you could have came out of it better. You never know, right? We got guys like Diego Chavez made a career out of losing greatly to Thurman and Bradley. That kept getting them fights back on, 
you know, television. I don't know what's Frank's um, path. He did mention on their show. Let me uh, actually get that proper. So it was the YouTube channel is Nikki J, but uh, they're called Queens of the Ring Boxing Talk, and it's episode 147. Salute to them. They got a bunch of views, a bunch of love. At least uh, people showed them love. That was nice. They did a good job. Um, so check out that full interview. Uh, but, it, I mean, it is what it is. It, it, it really comes down to money. Um, I don't know that Frank has any leverage to ask for more money. Like, he, he didn't say how much, but he told the young ladies that he wanted a little uh to make it happen. A little more uh, whatever uh means, however much uh was. But... What is he bringing to the table other than the buzz that the fight had, right? So he's, from what I hear in this interview, he feels like he may be more valuable due to that buzz. He like, you see it, everybody wanted that fight, you know, the fight big. And I was like, damn, it was a good fight. But, bro, at the end of the day, like, you're not even Robinson Conciao on Shakur's resume. That's, you know, I guess her name is Nikki J because I'm, I'm, I know that's Boxiana. So Nikki J must have said something like, um, damn, it was just on my mind and I had to remember her name. Uh, fuck. Fuck. They were just basically saying, like, yo, the fight is valuable, but it might never get revisited. They already on opposite sides of the street. It's going to take a unification, you know. B-Dog saying a little more umph, probably like another half million, which isn't crazy to ask for. I mean, if the pot is four million and... uh you know, I don't know, man. Um, if the pot is four million, does Shakur deserve three million to fight Frank? And if the pot is five million, does Shakur deserve four million to fight Frank? Could Shakur have given up five? I don't know, but Shakur's the one with the accolades at the end of the day. Shakur's the one with the silver medal. Shakur's the one multiple division champ. Frank ain't done that. And Shakur's the one bringing the money. Shakur is the one bringing the money. He's It's his promoter bidding and making offers. Like, that was another question that they didn't get an answer to. Like, oh, what happened with the purse bid? They didn't follow up. They were supposed to say, well, if you ain't want the offer, why y'all ain't just go back to purse bid? Why y'all ain't contact WBC to, to reinstate the purse bid, to get a new purse bid date? Like, why just up together? You, 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 you just straight said no. And now they went to the next dude. So that was the little weird part. 
you know, that that certainly deserved a follow-up question on that so that we know what's going on. Um, but it is what it is. This is Frank's side of the story. He was certainly upset that um, everybody was running with one side, but that's what happens when you take that lawn to come out and, and, and say your side. He got good retention. His, his I ain't duck shit tweet got over a million views, so he certainly is gaining from this. I got Modern King Boxing, $2. Frank Duckin with the duck emoji, stanks. Okay. Big Supermax, $5. HBO Max going to be showing AEW wrestling events soon. Maybe that can open the door for the return of HBO boxing, at least for the big fights. I doubt it, man. It's just boxing is expensive, you know? Imagine how many fucking staged AEW wrestling matches uh, HBO can put on with the budget of, of Frank Martin versus Shakur. You know what I'm saying? Four or five million dollars goes a long way. And every other, you know, venture other than boxing, bro, it's like boxing because they're risking their life is a lot of money. That That is, uh... Okay, so the umph was 500K is, uh... What I'm being told, I don't know if they want that revealed, but they've heard it was 500K. So, I, I mean, that's still a lot, though. You feel me? Like, we can't sit here and act that, you know, someone asking for nine times? Nine times? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want to say those words but you priced yourself out nine times your worth right cuz that's that's what 250 would be right I don't know man that's a lot that is a lot I don't know that um they would have done that and 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 I just like what's the reason? What's the reason that you deserve that much? It's actually not nine times because it was um two fifty, right? It's highest thing, so but it's still like you know, he was getting a mill, he wanted another half, so four and a half, you know. No, six times, actually, six times the amount, that's a lot. For your first title fight, I don't even, it's not a lot of people that make that type of money, especially in a title fight, but looks like we got Jasmine on. Good morning, Jasmine. How are you? Good. How are you? Can you see me? I can see you. So is it Artiga? Atiga, yeah. Uh, Hold on, let me okay. see if I can. I think my headphones are fucking up. Can you hear me? Right. I hear you. I hear you. How Hi. are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, happy to have you on the show. Congratulations on your win. 
Um, thank you, thank you. Let's talk about your experience. How was the the zone experience for you in getting a a viral moment in boxing? Oh man, it was so exciting. Uh, the most important part is like I went out there and I just had fun with it, and uh, I just like it's that moment that like every fighter dreams of, you know, stepping on that zone, that matchroom stage, and and you know my team, we we worked so hard to be here, and finally, you know, we were ten and zero. We finally got that that little break that we that we've been looking for. You know what I mean? So your manager's Peter Kahn. Uh, he's obviously been doing his thing in the business in, over the last few years, and uh, he put you in a great position here. Do you believe you'll be back on the zone? Will we continue to see you there? Yeah, Peter is the man. He's uh, he's been nothing but like the best manager. I can't ask for a better manager than him. You know, he just fits our mold so perfectly. He's family oriented, just like uh, me and my dad and my brother works my corner. So like um, we're we're looking at we're looking at December on on Matchroom again. Okay. Not too. I, I'm not too sure on the details of all that, but um, I believe they do want me back. Yeah. So on the zone as a network, there are a lot of females in uh, your division that are you know pretty known. Sinisa Estrada, um, Stephanie Silva. Um, is Jocasta Valle around that weight? They're a little smaller than me. I think okay. they're fighting at 105. I'm at 115, 112. So anybody in that division, honestly, like, it's more so, I don't care about names. I'm looking for belts. So we're at the point right now where I want a regional world title belt. I want to get my hands on a regional world title belt. And from there, you know, sky's the limit. So can you take me to the beginning? What got you into boxing? Um, I grew up around boxing. Um, my dad boxed when he was young. Uh, so I was in a household where we watched boxing every Friday. I grew up on the likes of Floyd Mayweather, Zab Judah, watching those type of fights, and um, Manny Pacquiao. And, uh, you know, I was always, I've watched it. I've hit a heavy bag growing up. Uh, you know, I, I knew the fight game, but it wasn't until I was 21 years old that I actually picked it up um, and decided to compete with it. But from day one, when I decided, I was actually playing, um, I, was, I don't know if you ever heard of the LFL, the Laundry Football League. I was playing, it was a professional uh, football league that was on MTV2. It lasted like, I want to say every bit of like five years. So right after high school, I actually jumped into doing that. I played safety, I started, was uh, the youngest girl in the league. Uh, and it was fun, uh, it was an adventure. Uh, after that, I was like, you know, deciding what I wanted to do with my life. And um, we just kind of visited the, my brother was playing with boxing a little bit, and we just kind of visited the idea of boxing. So I had my first sparring session, and from day one, Dad was like, I can make you a world champion. So we went with that, and we, we ran. We ran who, with it. Who said they can make you world champion? My father. Okay, so he's your trainer. Yeah, he's my trainer. And who has he trained before you? Just me. I'm his only fighter, and he fought, um, he fought when he was younger. He, uh, he fought in Tampa, did the whole amateur thing. Went out to California and Vegas, um, was managed by Billy Baxter out there in the in the 80s. And he just, you know, he got fed up with the boxing business itself. Um, you know, being a young kid with no guidance and just kind of doing the thing himself um, out there in Vegas. And he, he pretty much walked away from his dreams and uh, came back and started a family. Came back to Tampa, started a family. And here I am picking up the pencil and 
writing that out, you know. So we're we're definitely going to get a world title together. So uh, how many siblings do you have? I have an older sister that's a year older than me, and then I have a younger brother that's a year younger than me. Okay, okay, okay. I thought that your brother... The biggest supporters. I can't ask I thought, I, thought I, I misunderstood earlier. I thought you said you had an older brother. So, so, so that's why daddy's little girl took up boxing because, you know, you came first, obviously. That's amazing, though. That's good. And a lot of fathers get their first opportunity with their child in this sport. So, you know, it'll be great to see you guys get that world title together. Of um, course. Yeah, it's been fun. You, it's been fun. Did you do bodybuilding at all, or is that genetics? No, it's genetics. It's genetics. My my dad was wiry and skinny. My brother, you see my brother, he's wiry and and has got crazy muscle tone. So, yeah, it's just genetics. I did, um, I did like to lift weights a little bit, but never any thought of, like, stepping on a stage or that just wasn't my thing. I just never – I just didn't see – Anything like building a body for no point for like no performance, you know what I mean? You're just standing on stage and you look good. Like I've always been an athletic person. So I played, um, I grew up dancing uh, tap, jazz, ballet, all that, you know, as a young girl. And then um, my first sport that I took up was tennis. And I was really good at tennis, but it just wasn't aggressive enough for me. Then I played basketball in high school, picked that up a little late, but was starting with with girls that have been playing their whole life. I was just fast and could steal the ball, naturally athletic. Uh, played flag football in high school, uh, ran some track, and, uh, you know, just kind of dabbled in a bunch of different sports. So I've always had that natural athletic ability. And when I took it to boxing, it just, it kind of all came together because I'm also like a very, I was very a shy person. So like it was a way for me to express myself through my hands and not talking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you picked it up at 21. Um, 21. How, when was the first moment you knew you wanted to take it seriously? You know what? Like, even before putting the gloves on, I just loved, I, I knew I was a fighter, you know? Like, I would love going in the garage every night and hitting that bag for 30 minutes. So, like, I knew if I got the opportunity to actually put the gloves on, it wasn't a matter of let's do this for fun and see where we go. Like I want more titles. So from day one, I've asked anybody that's known me the day, the first day I've stayed that, that I've stepped into a boxing gym, like I'm the hardest worker in a gym. Like I've trained like a professional since I was an amateur, like from the very first day, the title, the goal was always world titles. It was never like, let's play and see how far we can go to the world. So that was the main goal when we first started. How many amateur fights did you have? Not many, 10. I had 10 amateur fights, uh, kind of sat low, took, took my time, and I don't, miss, I don't miss sparring at all. I spar twice a week. So I like to say that, like, my experience isn't on paper. But, um, I mean, I beat girls with 80, 90, 100 amateur fights. Um, you know, I, I, I do well. So I think my lack of experience earlier in my career, um, I think my athletic ability – overtook that in my aggressiveness but now my skill set my my experience is is right up there so I kind of throw that that's not the narrative anymore you know what I mean no for sure I mean I can tell that uh they groomed you in the professional so that you can get some experience uh early on you suffered a draw and that young lady seems to have retired or hasn't fought since then 
Did you ever try to avenge that draw? You know, I have avenge it. You can't avenge a draw, but I mean, right the wrong. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, you know, when I go back and watch that fight, I think, sorry, I think the draw came from more than just, it was just a little political, um, which is cool. Uh, and actually, like, I think it was my turning point of like, okay, let's, uh, let's sharpen up everything so they can't take any fights away. Um, I mean, if the girl, if she wants, I've never, I hadn't seen her fight since, so it's never really been a thought. Um, I think if I've seen her active and of course, you know, I would want to, want to fight her again, I would probably most likely dominate or stop her, but uh, we've grown so much since that time, but it was a good turning point because it made me really like say, Hey, look, yes, we're naturally talented, but that girl had like a hundred amateur fights. So, you know, I was in there with a girl with a hundred amateur fights and, um, you know, she, she tied me up when she had to, and uh, I didn't have much um, much inside boxing game because I'm a long fighter, uh, but that turned my point to, you know, we're going to sharpen up every single aspect of our game and not just be one-dimensional, you know what I mean? For sure. So, obviously, this is a live interview. People are asking your age. Uh, you're 31 now, right? I'm 31, yes. My birthday was in April. Happy belated, and... Uh, Obviously, that's now 10 years of experience, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any of the champions in your division with the zone? Do you have that to look forward to? I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Um, I think that we're now at a point uh, where Matchroom is, um, they're signing girls uh, in my weight class. I think before the girls were a little heavier. So I am looking forward to these girls, um, you know, the prospects that they have overseas and stuff. It's, you know, I'm not really big on fighting I don't really care about the names, honestly. Like, I want somebody where the world title. But I don't think there's. I'm trying to think of who with Matchroom has a world title. I'd have to go back and look at it. Um, but yeah, if they have a title and Matchroom like gives me the opportunity, of course, I'm all for it. Now, are you naturally Southpaw, or did your dad change you? I am ambidextrous. Um, I am naturally Southpaw. Yes, left hand. Do everything predominantly left-handed, but I am. I'm comfortable on my right side. I can eat with my right side. I write with my right. I can write with my right hand. Um, but no, I'm naturally left-handed. I'm just very comfortable on my right side. They have you listed as orthodox, but I feel like uh, you were fighting out of the southpaw, especially when you got the knockdown. Yeah, southpaw is just a huge advantage, all in all. You know what I mean? So why not fight the way that is advantage to you? But no, I am a natural southpaw. What's your thoughts on uh, Beatrice Ferreira? She's with uh, Matchroom, but I believe she's a lot heavier than you. She's a lot heavier. Oh, man, she is a force to be reckoned with, let me yeah. tell you. Um, if I say anybody, like, that division should be on notice about that woman. She is a very dangerous fighter. It's that 35, um, right? Uh, yeah, I think 35. So yeah, there's a lot of a good beast. fights on that. Yeah, she's a beast, man. Me and Dad, we talk about her all the time. When we've seen her, she's very impressive. Uh, probably a big, big force in that division. Now, 10 years ago when you started this, did you and your dad have professionals in your mind? Because women's boxing 10 years ago, it wasn't as big as it is now. I mean, it's it's booming now. Like, it's kind of the thing. As of, like, did I watch the professional women at the top moment? Did you think you were going to have a career in boxing as a woman, um, knowing that this, you know, it didn't really exist like that, right? I mean... Ten years it didn't, ago. but but we kind of knew it was it was gonna. 
times were changing, you know. Um, when I started, you know, women, we were knocking on the door of sports. Um, of course, it wasn't, it wasn't great in boxing, but it was more so, look, we're going to do this journey together. And if it gets popular, it doesn't matter. Like a world title is a world title. So like we weren't looking for it to be something of popularity. We were looking for the glory of being able to say, hey, I'm a world champion. You know what I mean? So popular or not, I would still be chasing my dream with, with this boxing thing. So what do you do outside of boxing? Because, you know, you just got on TV. Women's boxing doesn't pay like the men. So I'm assuming you have to do something else, or are you blessed to be able to be a full-time fighter? I am 100% a full-time fighter. But I do, I do, uh, yeah, I just, when I got super serious about, like, you know, you're seeing, you're, okay, you're 4-0, you're 5-0, you're 6-0, you're 7-0. You know, you're you're growing, growing, growing as you fight. You uh you turn your life into boxing. I live my life like the Katie Taylors and the Amanda Serrano's of the world. So boxing is anything that is in my life during the day is around boxing, and it probably has to do something with boxing. I do make money off of I won I run women's fitness boot camps. I, I train little kids how to box. You know, I'm I'm really heavy on the the youth side of it. Um, I really want to be a huge influence to the youth because they really need it nowadays. So, you know, I get kids that struggle with bullying. I get kids that, you know, they're just not active enough. They're on the TV and, or they're going through depression, anxiety, anything, and their parents bring them to me. So I'm blessed to be able to give back to the kids of what boxing, boxing gave to me. And I just want to give back, you know, to the kids and be a positive influence and let them know, hey, look, you can be a shy person and, uh, and be, uh, whatever whatever you're going through and, and be able to see your dreams through, you know what I mean? So that's what keeps me pushing. So, yeah, every, I, everything I do is, is for boxing, like with my women's fitness and just try to, you know, give back and be inspiration to other people. So you are Cuban, right? Yes, I am Cuban, 100% Cuban on both sides, uh, but I was born and raised in Tampa, Florida. Fourth generation, my dad... Uh, my dad's family came from Cuba. Uh, I don't know if you know any of the history of, of Tampa, but it was a big, uh, Ebor uh, was a Cuban that came down and uh, was big in the cigar business industry. And they came to Tampa, Ebor City, and uh, put a bunch of, uh, had a bunch of Cubans come down and they're all cigar rollers. And that's how my family migrated to Tampa um, on my dad's side. But my mom came here when she was 16 years old um, in 1980. That's uh, amazing. So did your dad box at all over there? Obviously, you know, boxing is such yeah. a big thing in Cuba. Yeah, my dad boxed in Tampa. He was uh, he boxed with Phil Alessi in Tampa. And like I said, then he moved out to California and Vegas and uh, trained at a, uh, Johnny Taco's gym. And, um, you know, he was alongside. Wow, they alongside. just closed Johnny's. Yeah, he was alongside running uh, with Michael Nunn and, and those guys. So, yeah, my dad trained. My dad's uh, trainer was Jimmy Williams. Antonio Tarver's trainer, so, you know, I'm learning from the best. But he didn't fight in Cuba at all? No, no, no. My dad was born and raised in Tampa. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's on that side. He's a, a, a Tampa native, and but with Cuban roots. So do you speak Spanish? I do not. Um, what? I'm not fluent. But listen, I understand. You live in Tampa. That's like, yeah, I know, that's like a baby Caribbean island. I know, and it's it's just getting more. Uh, it's just 
people are migrating here more and it's becoming like Miami. But um, no, I don't. And But I understand everything fluently. Wow. I just didn't practice it. <laughs> nah, no worries. Well, those are all my questions. I thank you for coming on. I did want to just have you come and do your victory lap, introduce you to my audience. We wanted to get you in studio last year when we were bringing people yeah, in. Yeah, we talked about it. But uh, I'm happy to have you on, happy that you got your opportunity on The Zone, you know, and uh, I hope so you much. continue to get, you know, your wins. And, and shout out to Peter Kahn for doing his thing. Thank you. Yeah, Peter, he's doing his thing, and uh, we're going to the top. Um, so, yes. Uh, my, I, I believe my performance um, Saturday night definitely put my division on notice, and you know we're straight to the top with it. And I thank you so much for uh, giving me the opportunity to be on your show. I know you have a huge following, but uh, the boxing voice is the best in the business. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate you for sure. There you have thank it, ladies you. and gentlemen, Jasmine Aritiga, right? Yes, and y'all can follow me on Instagram at animal.boxing. I don't do much Twitter. You probably find me through my regular name because I'm not with the nonsense of going back and forth on there. But yeah, they need to um, check yeah, you your your Instagram. You're like a yeah. chameleon. You look so different in so many different pictures here. You have very many different versions of yourself. And I like to say that it's like I take that same thing into the ring with me because like I'm aggressive. So you know when I fight, like like you're gonna you're I'm coming to fight. So. But I also can box, like I, I, I can ad adapt. Like I say, my fighting style is winning pretty much. So uh, yeah, I'm the same in the ring, out of the ring. So uh, I, I feel like the nickname is a little self-explanatory, so I need to know who gave it to you and why. And I actually got it, I actually got it in the gyms and stuff, like sparring the boys all the time and, uh, you know, going to the gyms and none of the boys ever want to spar me, but, uh, uh, yeah, I just would hear people say the animal or, like, beast. And I'm, like, I was thinking, I was, like, listen, like, that fits. Because, like, I like the whole versatility of it. Like, it, it could be any animal. I don't just subject myself to one type. Like, it could be, like, quick, fast, aggressive, strong, you know, like, uh, just like a snake. Like, you know, like, can't hit. You know? So, like, it's just, like, it's, it's it was real fitting. And it, it goes with my last name. Well, I appreciate you and uh, can't wait to have you back on. You said December, you're back in the ring, right? Yeah, we're looking at December, so uh, keep an eye out for that. All right. Well, uh, once you get that fight announcement, we'll get you right back on to discuss the opponent. We appreciate you. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Guys, check out her fight on the zone. It was actually a good fight. Eight rounder. She got a knockdown. Southpaw. Decent. I had been checking her out for a while. Obviously, uh, when we were bringing people into studio, we wanted to get her in. Uh, she's been with Peter Kahn for a while, and uh, looks like they've they've taken the metaphorical leash off because that's it. You know, the development is over, and they got her on the zone. So it's going to be big fights coming up, I'm assuming. But we are talking to Frank Martin interview. Anybody wants to call in, phone lines are open. I'm going out the cliff in Connecticut. I see you. You will be the first. Caller we go to in the meantime, in between time, if you haven't already done so, smash that thumbs up button. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Cliff, what up? Yo, yo, what up? Good morning, boxing voice. What's good? What up, what up? Yeah, um, 
listening to you break down the Frank Martin, you know, it's, for me, it just sounds like he's incompetent. And it's funny, it's so ironic that he wakes up and has an epiphany and he goes over his contract and his numbers when Shakur comes calling. Because if you if you let me like interpret it the way I'm interpreting it, it don't when you was making two fifty or whatever you was making for the smaller fights, you was getting those same deductions taken from your pot. It does, it's not gonna change. Not necessarily, you got bro. A new fight. Not necessarily. Well, why you know, not? you know. To me. I mean, because I've I've interviewed a lot of people that come on this show and be like, man, I wasn't even taking nothing. In the beginning, you know what I mean? I was letting them take all that because we were waiting for the big fight. A lot of, you know, sometimes, because how would you be, well, you know, well, taking 15% like that, from 600? Like, I mean, you, you, we're not guessing, but we also not going to act like it's not possible. You know, in this business, we've heard that, bro. There's dozens and dozens and millions of interviews on, on, on YouTube of these people speaking about their, you know, situations. Um, and, and you know. Okay, so the boxing is as dirty as y'all explain it then, because I, that for me, that would bother me then. See, you, I can't, I don't want to change my stance because I felt strongly, but what you saying nah, that, but st- I it, mean, you, it gives you entitled a little bit to, of wiggle room. You entitled to feel strongly huh? because, you entitled to feel strongly because it doesn't necessarily mean that he wasn't being deducted, but, I'm not going to act like there's not a world that exists where, you know, some of these dudes, like, bro, Al's rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he had Beyonce and Jay-Z before boxing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do he really need Frank's 10% of 250 is all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying. All right, all right. I got you. And got maybe you. and maybe so, he like, so, yo, so. I don't need it when you're making 250 but when when you're making a mil, there's more money for us to deduct, and you still get to bring home more than two fifty. So who knows? I'm just saying. But it should have been a contract, like though. That. But hold on, when he, but but when he signed these, the 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 max amount of money that Al Earl and anybody could have took should have been on in a contract, and he should have known. Well, these niggas ain't taking their ten percent or their fifteen, whatever. Let's just leave that. These niggas not taking their ten percent because they show me love. Whatever, but if the time comes, we I know that it's on paper that I signed that they, I, they're entitled to ten percent. So right, so so am I right or wrong? Whatever the maximum money that Al could take from him had to be written down in his contract, or whomever could take from him. You it know, should. These numbers it should. Aren't yeah, of course. They can't be fluent. Of course. You you could um bill me. Of course is. my point. Let me get course, it out. I, I believe what you're saying that that somewhere he knew what everyone would get when the time would come. You know, like, you ain't just working with people without knowing what percentage they're taking from your check. Yeah, you just can't all of a sudden... But Wayne is right. Wayne is right. There's no excuse. And you took 2% the whole other time. Like, you knew that was an option, even if they didn't exercise it. But, so, my whole point is... Is that like? But I mean, I'm just, just saying. Why are we incompet- acting like? Why are we acting like he's not entitled to change his mind if the money don't make sense to him? Though? Because you signed. He ain't that, signed. He ain't then. signed. He ain't signed. That's why he's okay. entitled. He agreed well, in principle, hey. and then they sent over the contract. So 
So basically, this because you got to listen to the interview. He no. said, listen, I gave them everything they wanted. You know, I agreed. Then, the, you know, when he seen the money wasn't right, he ain't take it. But but he agreed in principle. He ain't, uh, he agreed with his team. He ain't but agreed with being, them. That, that's being incompetent, um, Ness. You know what YouTube is going to take from you. And if they're not taking it, fine. But if one day they do take all that percentage, um, when you when you go viral, you know what they can take. Like so, like come on, at least you got to give it that much. Like like he said, nobody the contract, the numbers in the contract are not fluent. They're hard. Now, if a person exercises that number or not, it's one thing. But you know how much you owe these people. And he knows how much they could that he owes these people if they. But that's what that's the point. It. That's the point. When he did the math, it ain't make sense. All right, all right. So let me make a point because this is um, this is the point I'm trying to get to. Well, the <clears throat> the you all right. So you're making me lose my train of thought because you you bringing me to to a roller coaster. But so regardless, this opportunity is not is when it. Uh, uh, Ever again, if this opportunity comes knocking at his door, these unless he leaves them or he negotiates with them, these same circumstances will come. So he's not negotiating with Shakur. He's negotiating with your team because basic, basically that's what we're saying here. Because if you're going to fight Tank and you get an extra million, two million, instead of the one offer, well, those same deductions is going to come out that two million. And again, he's like, give it another oomph. Five hundred thousand. So if you want to get another five hundred thousand, do you really want five hundred thousand? Because those same deductions is gonna come out that five, or do you, or do you really want another million? And after the deductions, it becomes five. Because five with those deductions, we just gonna say they taking sixty percent because Uncle Sam gotta come in. And everybody else, that five is really gonna be like two or one, one something. So what do you really want? And this opportunity that is that you just got. You're not you're not an Olympian. You're not the two-time unified. Who, whenever Tank comes knocking for you or the next champion, you're always going to be the B-side, and you're going to get this same offer again if you're lucky. So why did you not take it now? And another thing, if you lose to Shakur, that's probably the best loss you can have, even better than Tank, because Tank going to knock you out and embarrass you and really lower your stock. At least you could lose a, 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 on the cards to Shakur. The only nigga that think you're going to beat Shakur is fat. Nobody else think you could beat him. But if you lose to Shakur, it's like a good loss. You're you're O, and you don't. There's no reason to hold on to your O if it's put up against Shakur because your O isn't respected like Devin Haney's O, Tank's O, Shakur's O. Your O is not that kind of O. We, we nobody's looking at you like that. So if you lost to Shakur closely, good and competitively, that is a win. And even if you got Savage, you could have still keep coming because just like Valdez, he's still getting big fights and whatnot. You can lose to Shakur and still grow. When you get this opportunity again, it's going to be the same thing unless you just break the contract as soon as you can and negotiate one that you really like. You really just duck in my opinion, or you're just very incompetent, and you, either way, it looks bad on you. You had no, Now, I understand why Shakur is so frustrated with you, because you're, it's like he explained it to you, or y'all talked over the phone, and then you want to pull out, like you have, there's no other place for you to go. Now you're going to go fight for 250 and, and get deducted, but I... Right. All right. I'm done. I All mean, right. I figured hey. you, my time was up. It ain't my time.
<laughs> hey, I was letting you get it off your chest, champ. You know, we appreciate anybody that just chooses our platform to, to, to get it off their chest, you know, voice their opinion, let the world know how they feel, because boxing, you know, it makes us feel. Just like Usyk, I feel, you know what I mean? Like, fuck. I want to be mad at Frank, but I'm not, because I get it. The money matters. The money matters, but... I'm not saying he's he's I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying, you know, it was a good offer. It was a good offer, man. You know, four times the amount you ever made. Your own promoter did they canceled the purse bid. They wasn't even interested in going to purse bid. So it was a good offer, man. You know. If he would have had representation, which he doesn't have. He would have knew all this. You know, all he got is Earl. He need a manager. I got uh, JV88, $2. Shakur hypocrite for quoting Floyd talking about fear. Mm. Swift in the 718, $5. So I suppose Frank will never fight a big money fight from here on out. He said he got a fight, and it's a main event in December, mid or late, so hopefully that's the case. Um, Larry Smooth. Hold on, Larry. Looks like we got to reconnect. You there? Yeah, give one sec. You should be good now. Larry? Did that not work? Yeah, you can hear me now? Yes. Yo. All I right, bet, bet, bet. Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to the good brothers of the back call, man. Appreciate the show as always. Um, Man, where, where do I begin? I, I feel like Frank Martin really did himself a disservice by not taking this opportunity, taking this fight. Um. For me, like it's 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 a lot of layers to this shit to really unpack. Um, it's it's hard to you know kind of give them give them some some leeway or cut them some slack when, you know, you you out here talking you talking cash shit you know hey I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to fight all the top names I'm better than these guys I'm this and that they can't fuck with me, if that's the case then you you gotta take it like, what, what's the reason for not taking it because if if you for sure that you can win. This this is a steal, man. You're getting your biggest payday. You know what I'm saying? And you're getting the opportunity to show the world that Shakur ain't what we all think he is. So if you're really about that, there's no reason for you to turn down the fight. You know what I'm saying? Um I it's it's hard for me to believe that it's 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 about the money, man. Like niggas is saying that he never made no more than two fifty, but you getting off of the M. Like and granted, uh, we were talking about this shit last night on the back call, and JP made a good point saying that uh, <clears throat> saying that because a nigga never made a certain amount of money before, and we offering him more than what he ever made, that's not a that's not really a good a good reason to say a nigga should have took the bread, cause I I do believe that like you can't say like if I work at if I work at Walmart, yo you only you only ever made twelve dollars an hour, you feel me? So now that you at this new job, we only gotta pay you thirteen because you never made thirteen before. Like, so that is bullshit, but in my, uh, pretty much the way I defended the shit was by saying, like, 
we really got to be realistic as to what Frank Martin is really bringing to the table in this situation. He's never been a champ. He don't have the amateur pedigree like Shakur. He, he's not an Olympian. The nigga old as shit. Like, and if we being real, the, 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 the casual, the public fans, they really don't know the nigga like that. Uh, this wasn't a pay-per-view fight, or at least I don't think it was scheduled to be a pay-per-view fight. And it was going to happen on a Thursday night. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all of those factors really was going against them, and they still was willing to offer them a million dollars. So it, it really seems like it's a, it's a confidence issue to me as opposed to it's about the money. Because if you really believe everything that you're saying, then you should have hopped in there for that M. And let's, all right, cool. And I know you brought up the taxes shit. Let's, let's get to that, right? So if a nigga, you, you broke it down damn near on the nose. If a nigga get paid an M after taxes, Uncle Sam taking 50%. So let's say after taxes, he got 500K left. And then he break off Derek James and, you know, whoever else he got to pay. Let's just say he, he bring home 400,000. You feel me? That's still a, that's still a shit ton more than, what, let's say if he, if he made 250 for his last fight, let's say he brought home 100. Like Come on, man. Time. That's still three times the bread, man. He should have took the fight and the nigga ducked, man. Y'all stay up. All right. So I Googled it. It's 37%, which means they take in, you know, 370,000. Hold on. So that's. That's for that's for anything over a million. It's thirty seven percent. If you're if you're a single and you earn, I mean, again, this is th- remember if you got a good accountant, you are gonna bring more home. He's a business. He's a ten ninety nine like me. He got expenses. Word. So he everything. can write off shit. Right. Yeah, right. he, he can, can write off shit. everything. But but as a single person with no dependents, they taking thirty seven percent out of a million dollars. Okay, so shit. So we, we even giving him the benefit of the doubt by saying that he only going to bring home five after taxes. He bringing more after ta- after taxes. So if anything, that, that worked against him. Like, that's even more reason why he should have took the fight instead of asking for an extra, mm, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. Well, like, a, a, according to, you know, uh means 500. But let me let me get to some <laughs> other calls. Nah, for real. That's what they're right. saying. They're saying that, uh, he wanted another 500. Um... I just don't. It's crazy to me that you could just be like, "Yo, I want another five hundred. Like, like, bruh, I rock with Frank. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I like him. He's good. Um, but like, what are we basing it on? Like, we just saying I want another five hundred so that I could come home with a clean meal. Like, you basically saying, "Yo, cover my expenses and we gonna get the fight." That shit crazy to me, bruh. Tyron, what up? Yo, yo, what's good with you, champ? Shouts out TVV. What's going on with you, man? Another day, another day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I saw a little bit of Frank interview. Um, I found it kind of weird. You know, he kept bringing up Devin Haney and Shakur situation and you know, how, you know, Shakur turned down the 25% for all the bells and was talking about, you know, yeah, this is a fight, you know what I'm saying, for the WBC. And it, it was basically like him just talking in circles. At the end of the day, man, the Frank and Shakur fight, I think on a Thursday, especially with that, uh, you know, in Vegas, all that, that was going to be a flop. Hmm. Two, you know, Frank, you know, Frank wasn't the fighter that was 
rushing to jump in with Shakur. You know what I'm saying? It was all these fighters that didn't want to fight Shakur, and they gave you the fight, Frank. You know, let's be real. I only saw Frank probably fight one time, if that. And I'm sure a lot of people saw some highlights of Frank Martin, but really don't know Frank Martin. Let's be real, for real, for real. Um, only the hardcore fans, but, you know, and it's like, Frank, this is this is your biggest fight. You know, you look at when Floyd took the Oscar fight, you know, he had to, to submit to all the stipulations that Oscar, you know, had to, to, to give to him. You know, moving up eight pounds, taking this, taking that. But he believed in himself. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to do it because I know what I, I'm capable of. At the end of the day, Frank, you know that you're not going to be able to beat Shakur. You want more compensation, but it, it doesn't make sense. You're walking around in circles. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you agreed upon the fight. You knew what you was taking home. You know what I'm saying? This is not your first fight under, you know, Al, uh, Showtime, Spence. So you can't give us that that BS. And you can't try to um, compare yourself to what Shakur asks for with Devin Haney. And in that interview, if you listen, that, that's what he kept bringing up, Devin Haney and Shakur. I don't know why everybody continued to keep bringing up Shakur turned down 25% and trying to make it like, okay, well, shit, since you turned the 25 down, you know, 25% down and you was fighting for all belts, then shit, I'm going to turn down your 25%. I need more money. It's like, dude, stop. And that's why I feel like that's where it's coming from. You know what I'm saying? It's like now people are trying to, you know, bring it. Okay, well, damn, Shakur, you turned that down, that 25%. And it's like, yo. It's not right. At the end of the day, Frank don't want to fight. You know he's going to lose. He want more money. And it's like he was talking about his brand, you know. And it's like, dude, you don't really have a brand. You haven't really fought nobody. So take the fight. Do what you got to do. If you lose, you lose. Pick yourself back up. Keep pushing. You're going to have more money in your bank account. At the end of the day, point blank, period. And we need to get That's the best, back to man. fight. Yo, that was a good call, though. I do like your call. That shit, you, 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 you certainly vented. Um, you said something I wanted to touch on, man, before I go to my next caller. The, the, the Devin Haney thing, um, I think what he was doing is sh trying to show his fans that the offer he's turning down is, in fact, a bad offer. That's how he's trying to present it to the audience, right? He's saying... I'm fighting for 25% and one belt, and it's a vacant belt. Like, yeah, it's a WBC, but it's a vacant belt. You know, he was fighting for 25% for all the strap. That's what he's trying to do. So when he's bringing it up, he's bringing it up strategically. In my opinion, he's trying to show you, hey, I'm doing what he did for a reason. He turned down that fight for no reason. That's what he's trying to do. Trying to do. Um, at least that's how I'm interpreting it. Right. Uh, we got Brandon in Cincinnati. While we wait for him to connect, 
Hit that thumbs up. Yo, Ness. How's my audio, brother? Good morning. Straight. Thank you, Boxiana. Yeah. Just call me smart. Salute to you on the whole TBV. Uh, let me start off by saying um, I called Cap on Frank Martin. Uh-oh. I find it hard to believe that you canceled the purse bid. You agree to all terms and conditions without speaking about the money. I call Cap on that. I've put more trust in TGB and Al Heyman to not cancel a purse bid and agree to a fight I, without the stuck in monetary terms. That's Cap. Let's just be real. Can I, interact, can I interact with you? Sure. Okay. Do you think Frank and, 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 and Earl have a a, a, a friendship? Oh, no. You don't know, you said? I don't know. Do you think? Probably not. Okay. Um, do you think that Frank believes in Earl Spence? I would say yes. All right. So can you see a world where Spence calls Frank and says, yo, and I mean, and I mean, just, I mean, like this. I mean, literally like this. Like, yo, I got you a title fight with Shakur for, for M. We're going to get you the details. You want it? Bullshit. Bullshit. You don't have to do that, bro. It's, it's, it's been mandated. It's going to purse bid. So whether or not Shakur wants to fight him or not, it, it's going to happen. And my thing is, let's just say you wanted to clear M. Cool. Let's say you, let's get one point. Let me get 1.5 so I can clear my M. I'm perfectly fine with that. Why cancel the fucking purse bid? Why not allow that thing to go to purse bid? Your team bid? knows what number you want. But who gonna bid? Your team knows what number you want. But who gonna go ahead, bid? Man. Who gonna bid, Brandon? Huh? Who is going you to... Say? Who is going to bid on behalf of Frank Martin? TGB. <laughs> TGB. So basically you're saying... TGB, Errol Spence, and PBC aren't that invested in Frank Martin, so they were going to sell off him to top rank because they're not going to be willing to put a bid in to match the number that he wants, so they expect another team to match his number. Let me ask you That's something. pretty much what you're saying Let me at ask this you point. Something. Who's had more TV fights with PBC, Frank Martin or Felix Diaz? Felix Diaz? Damn, man, you going to make me think about... That, I ain't seen Felix Diaz fight in fucking 10 years. I don't remember him. Shit. That's the answer, know. though. But that's the answer. Felix Diaz. Why you, why you, you, hold on. You still let's have a conversation. You yeah, know, we have we, No, we having one. We <laughs> having one. We having one. That's the answer. The answer is Felix Diaz. The answer is John Molina. The answer is you're correct. They are more invested in the names we just mentioned. If they weren't, they would have never canceled the purse bid. They would have never exactly. canceled the purse bid. It's not about it's not about Frank though. They, they knew they was never gonna bid on that fight. You feel me? Like hey, so Frank, as a business, so why would you bid on a Shakur fight if you don't think your fighter could beat him? You gotta think Tank could beat him. So then yeah, I'm a bid because I think Tank could beat him. Tank will knock him out. That's how his team thinking. But Frank is a tougher fight. So it's like we about to overbid. To pay Shakur what he's normally paid, because we gotta we gotta go into this Persbit situation knowing that top rank knows what Shakur makes already. So they they already coming with four million. So now we gotta come with more than that. Cause we gotta win that. 
and then we're going to lose the fight because Frank can't beat him? Man, you bumped your head. What kind of business is that? That ain't business. Listen, I'm not playing Frank out, but everybody knows Shakur was the favorite. Frank had to upset the bookies. <laughs> like, I'm not making this shit up. So why I'm going to go to purse yeah. bid? You, you not even a favorite with the bookies. I'm about to break my bank and, and, and bid $5 because I got to bid over the four that Top Rank is going to put out because they know Shakur making three. We got to give them one. How the fuck they going to purse bid? Yo, yo, Darrell and DeGale, go make my You're making my point. I'm, I'm listening to what you're making my point. I, I, I'm listening. I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just saying I still see a word where Earl called him and said, because Earl's his promoter, not TGB. So I still see a word where Earl hit him up and said, yo, we ain't got to go to purse bid. They're going to give you a million, and you get to fight Shakur for the belt. Well, hold on, Ness. When they when they announced the um, purse bid, they said TGB will be putting a bid in on Frank Martin's behalf. Bruh, so not, come on, I can't say that, he, that TGB that, is in his homie, promoter. Homie, that's all posturing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's and that's what I said when I told you that my sources said he ain't know everybody was gonna cut. So you said it. TGB was put, was 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 putting a bid on behalf of him. They also negotiating on behalf of them. They want they cut. Man down promotes him. He want his cut. And don't forget Derek. That's another cut. Oh yeah, and then my man Uncle Sam, thirty seven percent of a cut. Yeah, let me get that. I mean, listen, the numbers ain't add up. I get them. Walk away. Fuck it. I, I, I understand walk away if you can't get your 1.5, but I would be more mad at my team. My team didn't have enough confidence in nah, me nah, to put nah, up a nah, bid. Nah, and, and keep nah, in mind, Ness, nah, I read nah. the rules. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And, and a purse bid, listen, Ness, hold on. Let me let me break this down to you. In a purse bid situation, the split is 50 50. Mm hmm. So he he would have got his 50-50 if his team would have put the bid up for him. Bruh. And they could have put a bid up to see that he got his 1.5. They just didn't think he was worth 1.5. I would be exactly, mad as fuck at my what, team. It's not about him being worth 1.5. They also thought Shakur ain't worth $4 million. How they going to make that $4 million back? Flip the, flip the script, Ness. Let's say we put up a bid of $5 million. Uh -huh. And top rank, and top rank puts up a bid about four million. Uh huh. If I win that bid, the fighters get two point five each. Uh huh. If Shakur don't like that two point five, he gotta back the fuck out. And now he's looking like the duck in the court of public opinion, not me. So okay. That's okay. What I'm but saying. the difference is this. The difference is this. Frank ain't Devin. This ain't undisputed. Shakur know for a fact he could beat Frank. He would have took it. He would have took it. That, he would have took it. You're saying he would have took it. Yeah, because the PBC would have felt like they overbid and they fighter would have got whipped and they left with nothing. I get it. I, no, PBC would have backed out anyway. They would have rather lost their deposit. That's what I'm trying to tell you, my brother. How you going to make $5 million back? I'd rather give the deposit. Remember, I don't got to pay that $5 million up front. It's a deposit if once I win the purse bid. I think it's like 25% or some shit like that. Look it up. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I here, take the deposit. Fuck that fight. Bruh, man, get out of here. Ain't nobody losing money for nobody. But listen, we got other people. We that's see that's what they it, say. that's but take my call, man. Frank, be mad at your team, brother. Can't be mad at his team, man. Listen, listen. He wasn't never in this situation. 
You already called him a 30-year-old prospect. So what do it matter? And this why he ain't take the fight, because he see so many people y'all tight about it. So he feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm bigger than what I thought I was. They really want this fight. If I get a strap, this fight even bigger. That's how he looking at it. Let's see what CYP lies with this, unless he's starting up his own conversation. Yo, yo. Yo. First off, shout out to Queens of the Ring. You know what I'm saying? They, they always holding it down. Nick J, Foxy, Yana, those my ladies always hold it down. They, they one of a kind in this boxing game, one of a kind. Stand strong and really, really, really love boxing. Unlike a lot of other women who just love whatever sport the men like. You know what I'm saying? They, they, really, they really fuck with it. So shout out to them. Um, <sighs> I always say, man, if you close to 30 years old and you get the opportunity to fight a superstar, a star, whatever it might be, you pretty much need to take that. Like, you, you don't have time to be passing up, playing games, possible. You don't really have time for none of that. You know, um, I don't give a shit who's advising you. You need to advise yourself. Don't let nobody else who's already rich and got money and doing the things you want to do advise you to take the route that they would take. No, 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 no. You don't do what they would do. You do what they would do when they was, if they was in your position. There, there's a big difference. Do what they would do if they was in your position. Not what they would do now, you know, that's that that's gonna be my, my advice on that. Uh uh secondly, uh, I hate to say it, you know what I'm saying, but you know, of course I was rooting for Joe Joyce because he was a uh, you know, you lay way trained, I would ask every fighter they have, but we gotta take this back a couple of years where uh, people was believing in Joe Joyce, they were believing in Dillian White, they were believing in, in Dubois, they were believing in AJ, they were believing in all them UK fighters and putting all the American fighters down. I remember I remember those times, and, you know. I, I've started to look back, CYP Discoveries has found out that all them niggas have been knocked out. All of them have been knocked out. All of you, all of you. Put them up, put them up, put them up. Just like y'all used to fight in the Queensberry Rouge. I give y'all asses Queensberry whooped. I just find it funny that y'all always talking, but y'all silent as hell with Joe Joy getting his ass knocked out again by a 40-year-old. Coincidental, a 40-year-old puts another UK nigga on his ass. Interesting. Povetskin 40-year-old ass bomb. Dillian White. Vlad, 40-year-old-olds, bomb. AJ, J Joe Joyce, I mean, uh, James, 40-year-old-ass, bomb. Joe Joyce, I just find that fucking hilarious, hilarious. Now go ahead, get in the chat, talk about Tyson Fury, one of the greatest fucking boxers of all time, beating Wilder. Talk about it, talk about it. That's the only thing you motherfuckers ever gonna have. And the truth is, CYP Discovery found out something else. Tyson Fury is actually Irish gypsy. He's actually Irish gypsy. If you look up his bio, he ain't even, he, he's not even a Brit. To be low key, to be low key, high key, honest. I found that out. Y'all can keep claiming that dude all you want to, all you want to, because he's all you got, all you. And last thing, remember CYP told y'all last week, don't be so hyped on Colorado because the teams they beat weren't actually that good of teams. And you have to blow out teams like that to really be on, not barely squeak by them. This is no slander on the Colorado, but please listen to a man who's an expert in these sports. CYP out. All right, appreciate it. Um, Elohim. Yo, can you hear me? Yep. What's going on now? Good morning, y'all. Shout out to the I just I wanted to speak on the whole little Frank Martin Shakur thing, man. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. It's like, 
both of them boys, they got a lot of people in their pockets on both sides of their teams. You know what I'm saying? So you can't really get mad at Frank. Actually, it was probably a good move on him and his team, you know what I'm saying, to back out the fight. I don't think that he he didn't want the fight because I don't think he would have let it get that far in the negotiations to agreeing and all that stuff if he didn't really want to fight him. Uh, I just don't even see what you get out of all that. It really just don't even make no sense to me. Um, you know what I'm saying? As far as, like, the purse bids and stuff, however that go, like, I seen the interview. He said that, you know what I'm saying, he thought that he would have received more if he didn't let it go to purse bid. I don't really know how that worked too much. I ain't going to get on him like everybody else and just act like I'm some type of expert with contracts and boxing negotiations and shit like that. Like, niggas be killing me with all that shit. Niggas ain't even not had a fucking amateur fight for free. And all of a sudden, everybody contract experts and all that shit. That shit be blowing me. But, like, I think that, you know what I'm saying, on either side, it was probably it was probably better. Like, it was just kind of weird to me how, like, the fight fell apart. And then all of a sudden, the very next day, it's like, I Edwin De La Santos said the fight confirmed and the fight on. Like I don't even know if negotiations really happened. Bruh, you know, why work. everybody surprised by that? I'm just, I just don't, I just, just me. Like, like but I how said, many I don't of us? Let how, me ask you this: Did you ever sit? How old are you? I'm 28. Oh damn, you're younger. I was gonna say, man, maybe you still did it. Did we? How many of us watched the Tyson fight and said, "Man, I'll take a million dollars to get for that," you know, to get knocked out by Mike? You feel me? Like that's what Edwin yeah. De Los Santos did. Like, oh, he don't want a million? Man, give me that shit. I'm from a third world country. Let me tell you what a million dollars in Dominican Republic is. Fifty-five dollars uh, is one American dollar. So every American dollar, he gets 55 times that amount in his country. He about to build the biggest, baddest mansion in DR with that one check. I promise you, that's how, that's how we think as Dominicans. We immediately think in cement and blocks. We immediately think about building on our parents' land. Man, that man took that. I said, I told motherfuckers. I said, look, there's two Dominicans after Frank, Jermaine and Edwin. The motherfuckers taking that. <laughs> People like talking about, oh, why, why, why it happened so quick? <laughs> Cause the motherfuckers need money. They ain't playing. <laughs> nah, I, I feel that, but I'm just saying, as far as shit getting finalized and through, like everything get, you know what I'm saying. Confirmed in that thing. I, ain't I know told you. I talked to. Man. I talked to Edwin like, De Los Santos trainer. He told me they waiting on the offer, and they taking it. I knew it. I told y'all. I mean, bro, a million dollars is a million dollars. I know Frank saying what he's saying, but Edwin probably ain't got all them people in his pockets. But it's still gonna yeah, be the same nah, amount. It's still the same amount of people. Like Edwin still got Samson. He still got his trainer. You know, and we don't know his stance with Al. Just the same thing with Frank. Frank still got his trainer, still got man down. And then he do got TGB. So that is a third person on Frank already. But I got to go, man. That was yeah. about Elohim. Um, My. Suleiman.
Oh, shit, Suleiman. I'm sorry, Suleiman. It's not your time. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. It's not your time. I got to get to this counterpunch. I'm two calls late on this, Trees. Solo Dolo, Scarface, no Manolo. You already know. What up, though? What up, though? Hey. Man, listen. Like Buddy said, I'm no politician. I don't know shit about these about these motherfucking uh, rules with the purses and all this. I don't know nothing about that. All I know is about blowing grams and throwing hands, you feel me? And all I know is that Frank felt like shit. The money wasn't right. Shit, I ain't trying to, I ain't really trying to fight. It's me. And then I ain't gonna hold you. From from when from when all this shit got set off, it was it was borderline on some. The fight was borderline unbelievable anyway, so I ain't really like too surprised that the shit not gonna shake out. I'm just saying, like not to be cynical, but it was a lot of shit going on. You feel me? It was like like you always hit is it's, it's across the street. These are two bigger names. They're two guys higher ranked. You feel me? We don't win the fuck do boxing ever give us something like that. Like, come on, man. I'm just being real. Like, God, we don't ever get two two motherfuckers who really ready to fight, ready to fight. Yeah, shit don't ever shake, bro. I'm just saying. We got to be realistic about this shit. And I feel like I feel like we was really trying to, like, we really wanted to fight because the Bud and Spence shit had just happened. Am I crazy for thinking that mess, that that was a factor on this fight? Like, we were, we were trying to I ride mean, the I mean, I mean, the Earl Spence itself is the factor. He, you know, Earl being involved with Frank made Frank more popular, made this fight more of a fight. And then I'm saying the fact that we know Shakur is, is, is Terrence. That's that's mm-hmm. little that's little homie for Terrence too. You see what I'm saying? So that was the extra. Right, ESPN like, did like... that. I'm at the screen share that. Remember they put them both side by side hugging each other. I I I'll show it in a yeah. bit. I'm just even, but I'm saying even as hardcore as we was, we we, we was thinking that shit too though. In the back of our minds, we was on some oh okay, the, oh, okay then the big homies fought, not the little homies finna get it. It just it, and it was like low key fresh after they had just fought, so it was like okay, it's making sense. It's lining up, but it's like, but we knew, man. We knew, we knew that shit was a little too good to be true. If we've been, if we've been real with ourselves as boxing fans, we don't get treated that well with this, with this shit, man. We knew it was a little too good to be true. I mean, we we've, we've been like, having an amazing year. I don't think it was too good to be true. I think it was right on par with an amazing year, and and we'd have been like, damn, look, look, the year just keep getting better and better. But here go the picture right here. I, I, Nah, but you can I'm talk. with you, Ness, but it's like, like you say, like you say, we having a hell of a year. We having a hell, we having a hell of a year as it is. It's like, damn, they gonna keep. That's like with the like with the Anthony Joshua and the Wilder shit. Like I ain't, man, I'm not getting my hopes too high on that shit for the end of the, That's just, I know that shit's slow. Right, and ESPN posted the rivalry <laughs> keeps going. Hashtag Shakur Martin, bro. There's no way PBC could have took another loss. Bro, the whole squad would have squad up. The whole squad would have lost, bro. <laughs> Stop, man. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, they would have sent they would have sent Frank Martin out there with a PBC chain or something. You feel me? Bro, let him represent for the gang. He would have had the man down chain after the fight. <laughs> it's just funny, man. But it's like I don't know, man. I know I know fat somewhere like like damn Frank. You let me down, G. I know, I know, fast and we're like, what the fuck, Frank? And then I, I know he, I know he don't want to watch the interview. I'm sure he like this motherfucker talking in circles got me looking bad out here. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I believe it. I know fast going through it. It's okay, bro. 
it's okay. He might he might he maybe hear surprises for someone to turn around with a tank fight. But if he wind up with a tank fight, nobody on the car can blame him. Am I crazy about that if he get a tank fight? Man, he ain't getting no tank fight. Tank team out here talking about <laughs> tank, tank team out here talking about they about to shock the world with the next opponent. How the fuck are they gonna shock us with Frank? <laughs> Hey, but hold on. I'm hearing about Tank and Keith Thurman. What the fuck going on with that? Is that that shit not that shit? Hold on. Uh, Floyd said it's fake news. Oh, okay. Well, that, I ain't gonna hold you. That shocked the world. I don't know if I don't know if Keith's gonna come down. To what what are you talking about? One forty three or some shit like that is what I read. I don't know. I don't know how true this shit is. Hey, and one more question, man. That Albert Bell, I feel like Albert Bell canceled his date on October 7th. You, you see me? I know you know more. I know he keep in touch with you. So oh, shit. You Let me find out what's up. He, why, you say he canceled? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, you feel me? I, Let me see. Like send I, send me, me what you're seeing. October 7th. Go ahead. I said, send me what you seen. Okay. But I, I seen it on the box break at first, and then I seen it on his. I haven't seen him promoting it. Oh, at first, I, I was he was what promoting day? the fight October seventh on this on this Instagram, and then on the box wreck, it had a date for October seventh. But now that date has I'll changed. I'll let you know. I just hit him November up. November I hit up his team. Okay. Let me get to somebody else. You still got your free call. We got Suleiman. You ready? Rock steady. So yeah, so 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 yeah, you know the guy's cost of living must have been astronomically high. That. Like, you didn't want to take that purse, man. Because uh, I'm saying, like, a lot of guys will take that purse, man. Just a lot of guys, like, you're like, right now, like, that young boy right, that fought this weekend, bro, he fought an excellent fight. He shut out that guy. He whitewashed him. How much you think his purse was? It, it was no million dollars. Who, Richard he's the top third. He's a th- yeah, Richard Hitchens, he, he's the third man in, the, in the, the rank number three in the division at 140. And um, I, I guarantee you he didn't get no million dollars. And he got four belts, four regional belts. I agree he's with you, man. He's top three in the division. You know what I'm saying? So this guy should have took that fight, man. I think he's just an excuse. He, I don't think he, he's, um, he, he doesn't have positive image on himself. I think he, he's too scared. They're scared of Shakur, bro. So mm. they, they, they start crying about the money because they don't want the fight. You know what I'm saying? Because I guarantee you, like, like look at these other guys, bro. They jumped at it, bro. They jumped at it, bro. That's money right there. That's career-changing money. And um, you could have a loss, and if you perform good in that loss, um, you're still a marketable opponent. You still build up your brand. You know what I'm saying? These guys think that a, a loss like, um, if you get a loss like Joe Joyce, you hurt your brand. But if you get a loss like you're competitive, you go the distance, you know, it's a back and forth. I think I think that doesn't hurt your brand. But the Joe Joyce brand, that that, that loss, is that hurt his brand, man. I think he should hang up the gloves, bro. Nah, man. That's a career. Knock and, it off. No, that's it a, that, that was a bad, that was a devastating loss, man. Knock Joe Joyce got a devastating bro. loss. Okay, well, you know, hey, we knock it off, man. We follow your instructions, your show. Um, I'm you, just thanks saying, a lot reti- for having me on. Listen, listen, listen. Retirement. I'm just saying, why, why retirement? We said that about AJ. We see he didn't need to retire. We said that about Wilder. We see he didn't need to retire. Like, what? You know, we should but, learn but, to but stop this guy got put for down in three rounds. He got put down in three rounds, man. I mean, the guy got put down in three rounds, and then that was a that was a a, a, a hard knockout loss, bro. And he has cartridge from the amateurs. Um, he doesn't know how to slip punches. Everybody was hyping him up that he was uh he was juggernaut that he could take shots. And now the, the the greatest thing that he had was his chin. His chin is not there no more. So he's gonna become a journeyman. I I'll tune up. You know, like I think he's he was a great fighter. 
he did a lot of things as a pro. I think he should just be a gentleman and just you know just just move on to bigger and better things uh, other than fighting. He could become a trainer. He could become a talk show host. He could become a promoter, a manager. Uh, there's other things in the sport that he could do, but I think prize fighting for him, he's done, man. Damn. Because he's going to get a lot what, of L's, man. So, so, I'm just so, being so honest, he's man. he's not good. I mean, Johnny Rice got six losses, bro. How many losses yeah, but, Mahmoud but Johnny Char got? Yeah, but Johnny, lost, Johnny Rice and Mahmoud Char didn't get stunned like that in three rounds, man. That guy put him away hard, bro. That was a hard knockout. That guy couldn't even get up, bro. He couldn't even get up. It's the heavyweight division, bro. They all go down hard. You tell me Wilder didn't go down hard? What the fuck? Bro, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just over this whole retirement shit. I'm over the retirement shit. Like, every time somebody lose, we asking for them to retire and shit. And then we see we was wrong. They come back and they, you know what I mean? They do their thing. C-Dub, what up? Yo, Trees, they moved the car to November 11th, and, and, and Thomas Matisse is the co-main. C-Dub, what up, man? Twitter playing with you? Yo, yo, how the audio? Straight. Straight, that's what's up, man. Appreciate you coming back to me. Um, shout out to TBV, smash that like button. It's free. Do something with yourself. Shout out to the back call. Shout out to the boxing pick 'em league. You know, please, this for all the people that think they know boxing, man. Don't come for my boxing knowledge if you ain't won the pick 'em league not one time. I just want to tell you, man, I took a little high hyenas. You know, I let everybody else have shine. Now, surprise, surprise, the king is back. Mm. Shout out box rec star system and ranking system. Great when the knowledge and the box rec research come together. Thanks, Vega, holding it down at the fight, getting the content and the league. You know, the cash app is open. Okay, next, man. You know, hardcore is no boxing politics. They might not like it, but it's too present in everyday boxing for you to ignore. One ignores it because they don't like it. When following the plan, it don't make sense all the time, but it's the plan. I believe Frank has a has a plan, mm. you know. When, when Wilder got 20 million to fight Brazil, Showtime and PBC, they knew it was a loss, but guess what? It was for the plan down the road. When Errol said, I'm going to get all the belts on this side, then go for the belts outside, that's the plan set forth by the handlers. Oof. You're not, you're not like going against you You're not going against them because they're guiding you thus far. They have guided you up until this point. So why would you bite the hand that feeds you now? Now, Tank is right there in-house. But, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. Okay. You earned yourself free time. Those handlers are the ones... That brought him the deal. Yeah, yeah. Dan Frank looked so, at it. So is it, it is it the handlers or is it Frank <laughs> that said, hold up, handlers? I, I don't think I like y'all playing. Maybe Frank had to had to get had to reestablish the plan. Like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> he said, hold up. Maybe, Why are you sending me maybe. down that top rank room? Yeah, we I see Tank right here. I see the WBA belt right here. I see. I, it's, it's, I see. Um, it's, it's a few options. I maybe could get. Maybe you all can work out the one of Loman and Cambosa. I'm close in that rankings as well. I can get Roly. It's just many options. Wait, wait, on wait. that side. Roly injured and at forty. Right, right. No, I can see. I can see one fight and then a tank. If he don't get the tank within the year, it's all bad. It's all bad. 
That's, so, that, that's so, just it. So then you can hindsight twenty twenty. Basically, you saying tank big enough for people to duck until they get that fight. Especially if you want to fight away. That's the Canelo effect. We're going to imagine like we don't know what Charlo and Andrade and all these dudes and been, what they've been doing all the time. They've been waiting, getting the, the fight to make it to the Canelo fight, to make it to the face of boxing fight, which tank is the next face. I don't I mean, I'm not I'm, I haven't been watching this all my life, but, you know, I've been watching it enough to know this. Hardcore shit, statue shit. You know what I'm saying? And uh, shame for dude saying that dude gonna need to retire, man. Uh, why, why, why he can't become a journeyman? Word. Why we can't get? Why, why we the 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 sport needs journeymen to lift up younger fighters. We need fighters. somebody for Jared to fight. Yeah, you, you need you need journeymen to lift up younger fighters. And I think put Jared down the ladder. Yeah. And Joe Joyce still a great fight. Exactly. It's still. I mean, Joseph. Um, I mean, Joe Joyce and Wilder. Let's see it. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. Stop swerving. It's, Let's it's, see. It's China Let's... Power versus Alabama Power. It's the Alabama Slammer versus the motherfucking COVID machine. Stop the bullshit. Man. Yo, we need that too. And, it, and we might, we need to make that as soon as possible because, you know, the world, like you said, the climate, we don't know what's going to happen soon. Word. You know, they're they looking like they may go to Taiwan, looking like we may have to go over there and do do something else you know we started this new shit so i mean but yeah man that's that's the that's what's wrong with the sport in ufc too it's becoming like the journeyman and people don't want people to become journeymen they want to retire and not put down the ladder for the younger fighters mm -hmm. that's why they can't that's why they can't become the next big floor that's why yep. they can't become the next mellow because the older fighters canelo fought all the journeymen look canelo it's, fought alfonso gomez he fought shay exactly. mosley he got a bunch of old yeah. journeymen on there to build his name. Love more than the dude. Uh, what's that All dude, that. that Mexican that he knocked out? Antonio Barrera, maybe? Yep, yep. Then you got Chop 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 Corley. I mean, you just, it's just, or, or you continue making money to be near the top and keep making decent paychecks, man, for your, for your career. There's nothing wrong with becoming a journeyman. You know, all, it's, it's all good, man. Shout out to the, shout out to the boxing, man. Shout out to the best boxing. Yeah. So far, and it seems like it's going to get better. Seeing so, you know we got Charlo and Canelo fight week. You know, um, it's it just the, the best year in boxing, man. Shout out to boxing. Word. Yeah, shout out TBV. Smash that like button. It's free. Do something with yourself. All right, all right, all right. Let's see who is next on the line. Actually, let me get to the super chats here. Uh, looks like we last stopped off at uh, Swift. And we got Superstar AT, $20. Best move for Frank to step out, fight, because if he got out class, he gets shelf for the shortbread. He just have to destroy his next opponent to make up for this and have it be a good opponent like Ortiz or something. Which Ortiz is he talking about? What Ortiz is he talking about in the 35-power division? Certainly ain't nobody in the top 10. Who are we talking about? 
Ortiz. Is he talking about Jermaine? I don't think Top Rank going to send another fighter, uh, do business with him with another fighter. He going to have to get some, some, some PBC food to get that right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, let me see what is next. NH2, $2. Frank got all four of his fans calling in defending him. <laughs> Y'all terrible. Uh, Jersey dude, welcome to that champ level. Damn, champ. Why you going to join today? You should have joined Friday, bro. We gave out five hitters, a five-team parlay. This, man, that shit smoked the bookies. Specific methods, too, man. Average boxing fan, $2. Mosley a journeyman for Canelo, so Linares for Haney. Um, yeah, why not? I mean, journeyman doesn't take away the fact that both of those guys were multiple division champs. It just takes away, it just, it just is saying that they're not in their prime. They're not, you know, currently holding a title or anything like that. But, you know, um, journeymen are needed, bro. That's the problem. These fans are too brutal. You guys don't understand the the necessary development of a fighter. Like, the, 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 the fighter we just had on, like, did you see her fights? They had to groom her to get her to this point. Now she's ready. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody's path is the same, so... You know, we might not like what Frank did, but this this is what's right for Frank. I mean, none of us really have Frank as the A-side, let alone the the betting fucking favorite. Like, we knew who was the betting favorite, you know? Who was about to bet on Frank? Maybe you sprinkle something just in case he get the upset, but, like, it's Shakur Stevenson we talking about. Ten dollars. <laughs> Boxing streets are saying Joe Joyce and Dillian White are next. Or, excuse me, the next Chisora. Laugh out loud emoji. Um, Chisora's a... Chisora, look, if we talk about... If we talk about Joe Joyce retiring... Come on, Joe Joyce... Motherfucker, Chisora need to retire before Joe Joyce? And I get it. Maybe maybe Chisora, has he been knocked out like that that I can remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Hay. He smoked them the best. No one smoked David. No one smoked Derek like 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 David Hay did. And let me think of that second fight with Fury. How'd Fury do in that second fight? I don't remember. But that first fight went the distance with Derek and Fury. Vlad didn't even do him like like I'm telling you, David Hay got the best win of all time on Derek Chisora. But long story short, he ain't even retired yet. Man, fuck out of here. Let Joyce fight on. Tell that man go take like six months in, uh, where, where, what's that shit? Uh, Marbella. Let him go chill over there or go back to Brazil, do some capoeira. And then come back rejuvenated, man. Fuck all that retirement talk. Bro, I'm telling you, Wilder fight was tougher. He had three tough fights. Like whether you thought the Joyce knockout was more devastating Wilder was in tougher fights with a with a bigger man that knows how to fight and and he out here ready to rock and roll. And y'all y'all trying to boot people. Alex, what up? Hey, good morning. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. 
All right, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely want to give shout out to Queens of the Ring, Boxiana, uh, to, for going ahead and locking down this interview because, yo, we as fans, we as the people, we definitely wanted to hear from Frank. So it was nice to finally hear his perspective and how he felt. Um, in regards to things he said, I felt like he said, you know, he may have been talking, but it just didn't feel like he was really saying anything. There wasn't much to it. I think uh, the thing that stuck out most to me was him talking about him agreeing to the offer. It, um, and it, it made it seem like it was a million dollars. However, once he kind of looked more at it, seeing after everything was deducted, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, my, my my biggest question is, I mean, haven't you been paid before? Like when I go for a job, they're saying get they're saying I'm getting paid, you know, this much an hour or let's say it's salaried. You know, there are going to be taxes and, you know, insurance and and uh, benefits that you have to pay that come out. So I just I just don't understand where the mix up could have been, because no matter what, you're going to be told a certain figure and that is going to be, you know, before taxes. So, yeah, there's going to be deductions and all that. So that's that it's bothering me because. It just doesn't make much sense. And then people are saying, well, maybe he's going to get a tank fight. Maybe it's going to be tank. But the thing is, if you've been listening, they're saying Arrow was good with this fight. They're saying Al Heyman was good with this fight, which means they're good with the offer. So it was just Frank that, uh, you know, once he saw everything broke down, just didn't want the fight anymore for what is it? Is it is is it the cuts like you're saying? What was being deducted? All the extra people being paid. Remember, this is top rank that it constructed this contract. They're working with the people that are handling Frank Martin's career. So, if Frank wants to be mad at somebody, someone may have mentioned it before, or or be questioning, it's the people that that were representing him in this. And if he didn't have his say in it, if he didn't have you know uh, enough enough influence on it, then that's something he has to look within himself. Um, I think um, what I can understand him being upset is Shakur, you know, the name calling, you know, you know, speaking so down on him, because if you want to just look at for what has happened, Shakur had a similar deal in place when it came to this 25%. And, you know, he didn't like it for whatever his reasons. So why can't he, why can't um, Frank Martin afford the same thing? Why can't he be, be unhappy when it came to the financials or the percentage you you can't tell someone else how how they value themselves when they put a dollar sign on it now we can disagree with it but if that's what they're saying if that's what they believe within their yeah, reason but the then you have to the Shakur angle doesn't work for Fran because Shakur has the 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 credentials bro you know so oh, no I agree so, and also so and not say, just that it's I mean Money generated. Shakur has put ten thousand people in exactly. In seat, so, so to say know? that so, Shakur turned down a similar offer, it's similar, but it's not the same. But that's why I said you got to strip it down. I mean, you know, twenty five percent. You know, it's like, well, Haney just did a pay per view. You never done pay per view. Haney has four or five belts. You don't have any belts at this weight class. And I think Frank was like, uh, I think you mentioned it actually. He was trying to do a bit of comparison to that when it came to to uh, Shakur and Haney and himself. It's like, this is a vacant title. This isn't a defense, uh, you know, a, de a title defense. I mean, I think, I mean, personally, I wanted to see this fight. This was a good fight. You know, is, does Frank have the credentials at Shakur? No, but if you watch him fight, he's, he's extremely athletic. You can see he's learning more and more and you can see the, the potential of what he can be. If he's able to put it all together, 
he's going to be he is already one of the one of the better 135s it's just you know when you get a matchup like this this is the opportunity to see frank martin are you going to be the guy to to upset someone elite shakur is an elite fighter i don't care if he's if you say he's never done anything on 135 if you have eyes if you if you know boxing you know shakur stevenson is one of the best fighters on the planet you had to take this opportunity, just like he had said in a previous interview. I can't remember what he said exactly, but he said, yo, you got to take your shot when given it. Yeah, and this but, was his shot. And that's he, what's upsetting as a boxing fan. But like I said, man, if he, did, if he didn't like how things were, uh, I wish he would have spoken more on it specifically. Because I felt watching that interview, it wasn't dug deep enough. And I'm hoping he can maybe get another opportunity to speak with him. Some platform, hopefully it is the best podcast in the world the boxing voice uh, because yeah, we need, I think uh, to really clear this up, we need a, a bit more answers and uh, you know, however it may come to be. Um, I just hope it, it does because if you look at it, who was Frank Martin going to fight next? Th there's rumors. Uh, it, it seems like they've cooled down tank versus Esau Cruz. Edwin De La Santo seems to be wanting to take this fight, which, uh, which Shakur, um, you know, I've had people like C-Dub try to mention, maybe you could take the IBF route. Look at those rankings. Lemos lost, his number one spot because he missed weight and his fight was canceled. They removed him. Next, who's up? Cambosas and Lomachenko. If you listen, if you pay attention, uh, Bob Aaron has mentioned he wants to match Cambosas and Lomachenko. You have Keyshawn Davis moving up in the WBO rankings. I'm not sure if Frank is on those rankings. No, he's not in the IBF. He might be in the WBO. But there's guys in place. It's going to be tough for him. It's, it, it's WBA or nothing, it seems, because the WBC route, <laughs> Yo, why you mentioned it? Why didn't he go back to the WBC and said purse bid this? Because you know why team. he mentioned it in the interview with Queens of the Ring because he wasn't going to get paid what what uh, what he could have got with this deal. So it's just like people were saying with Shakur. He he put himself. He, it seemed like he had he thought he had leverage and he didn't. So what's Frank's leverage? It doesn't seem like there's much. But um, he says he's going to be back in December. And um, I, I don't, I'm not trying to put the man down. I'm just saying it's probably going to be a name we don't recognize or can't say. And uh, it's a shame because uh, I think Frank Martin, a lot of people believe that his last performance, you know, it was lackluster. I didn't have it as competitive as people did. I think Artem did put up a good test. But, um, yeah, I think he is a better fighter than what m most people believe. It's just this was a chance to prove it. And now it doesn't like we're getting it nor anytime soon. All right. I mean, uh, I think you got to go back and listen to the interview. He certainly explained himself um, in reference to. Oh, my God, it was towards the end of the interview. I can't remember exactly what you just said, because this is why I like cutting off. But he can't he can't on on discord. He is one way audio. Um, fuck. Somebody remind me, man. Y'all just heard him. Damn it. But he certainly explained it in the towards the end of the interview, bro. It'll come to me and then, and then I'll I'll let you know. Uh why so serious? No, all right. Oh, there he goes. Trying you again. Can you hear me, Ness? Yep. Good morning, man. Morning. 
Hey, brother, thanks for another show, man. You're doing your thing. We are appreciative of everything you do for the community. Thank you. Um, today's verse, Matthew uh, 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And if anybody knows me, I'm all about peace, prosperity. So for all my workers, um, keep doing what you do. We salute you. Those on the road, please stay focused and safe. And uh, just keep getting to the money, y'all. Um, that's all I got for y'all. So, Ness, uh, first I want to say, um, C-Dub and Alex, man, y'all have really great calls, man. And and it's guys like y'all that just um, makes this show so um, welcoming and easy to listen and understand. You know, we have two ears and one mouth. And uh, y'all gave us two earfuls. Um, I, between those two calls, man, I mean, it just pretty much summed up everything. Um, so very good call, gentlemen. And uh, thank you for always being a caller to the show. Y'all, y'all um, provide a lot of the show. Um, but, but Ness, I mean, I think the realness in you has come to the conclusion that Frank has ducked. But the position that you sit in, um, it's hard for you to just say that because of relationships. But you're a smart guy. It's pretty cool. But it's, I just think what it shows is like I've, I've, I've been on record saying that, you know, we need um, race in boxing, but not racist people. And I think Frank is a prime example of, you know, the community sticking behind him blindly because Ness riddle me this. And I know it's not on the exact same level, but you got you and oh, Frank just asked for a little bump. You know, he got lawyer fees. He got doctor bills. He got a car note to pay, right? But these same people made fun of AJ when he said 50 million ain't 50 million when you break it down. You got master fees, you got to pay Eddie, you got to pay Eddie's daddy, you got to pay the barber, you got to pay the lights. And when you get done paying all that, 50 million ain't 50 million. So now it's different because it's Frank and he's black. But when you go to the numbers, that little bump, shout out to Wait, so AJ ain't for black? doing the math. If Shakur is getting four and Frank was awarded one and he asked for, quote unquote, a bump of 250, 500,000, that's 37%, bro. But see, your favorite YouTuber ain't going to Right? They're still stuck on Bud saying that he'd fight Flo uh, Earl at 154 after after a victory in an emotional state and he said possibly right so these are just, you know it's good for boxing right you got to have size you got to have people sticking up for people you got to have that but i just hope that people can see through the bullshit like he ducked and i just think that for these people especially fighters who speak on other people's situation let this be a lesson to just mind your own business because frank put himself out there. Oh, Shakur should have took that deal. Shakur should have took that deal. I'll take that deal. Well, then you got reality smacked in your face and you turned the other cheek. And personally, I wouldn't be surprised if Earl dropped him or if it's more to come out of that camp because you reported that they weren't happy that he turned so, that deal down. So and that, one thing we... Hold on, hold on, ahead. hold on. Because that, that triggered the, the what I needed to remember for Alex and... Uh, he also cleared up You're the welcome. Earl thing. He cleared up that Derek is still is still Derek and is still man down promotions. That that he don't know where that sure. came from. And then and uh the other thing was fuck, you you just said it and 
Fucking hell. Ah, this is hilarious. Oh my God. Smoking weed. So I'll pick it up from here. So the reason why Sad. I feel like Earl may have an issue is because we all know one thing for show. That man care about his paper. That's one thing that's been constant since he joined boxing. Money over everything. He got kids to feed. Frank took food out of his kid's mouth by turning down that deal. And I'm going to have to piggyback off C-Dub and Alex. The re one of the main reasons why I say this is a duck. And, and, and let me just say this. For those who say, oh, we don't know contracts. We ain't in the business room. You're right. But I deal with contracts for a living, right? I've negotiated 200, 300 million dollar contract deals, multi-sourcing, you know, brokerages, um, inco terms. I done did it all. I done sat in the room. I done did all that shit. So I'm not about to sit here and say it's all the same, but I mean, there's some stuff that is the same, right? And from what I see when it comes to the litigations and the negotiation, he, 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 he pulled out because he don't have faith in himself. He don't think the risk is worth the reward. That's clearly what he told us. And I mean, that's OK, but just be honest, you did duck. Don't say I didn't duck shit. No, you did duck by out negotiating yourself, by outpricing yourself. And I, I don't think Earl is happy about that. I mean, so. What can you hey, do? Hey, only, hey, only one person what, gets what, in what, the ring. Listen, listen, I mean, but here's my thing, like. Don't talk that big shit if you're not willing to walk that walk, right? right like it's it. okay if you just that's say I'm it, not ready. It. Just be I think the biggest issue in society is that people just it. have that a problem it. with stunting and lying. They want to make their seem like they're oh somebody they're not. That was it. He brought it up in the end of the interview that 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 um everybody's taking his words and running it, running with it, but they're 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 not taking it in full context. When he said what he said. He was specifically discussing undisputed. So when he says every champ got to take a sacrifice, he talk about for that type of situation, not for a vacant title. He gave explanations. So that was for Alex Vega and obviously for you as well. But Alex had brought that up like, oh, he, he, we need more clarity. And it's like, nah, he... He he's telling y'all. He he. They they asked him. Um, the, both of the young ladies asked him about that interview and about his words, and he said, "Nah, they they turning my words around, basically." So, you know, he addressed that. Just saying. I'm calling. I'm calling horse manure. Am, am I on a counterpunch or still my call? Where I'm at now? Uh man, I forgot to hit the bell, bro. All right. Well, we won counterpunch. So I'm calling horse manure for the simple fact that if that's the case speaking on other people's situation, right? Like, you know, details. you're going off of basically what we're going off for your situation. And now you want to backpedal. Just shut up, right? Nah, but I nah, just because feel because Devin like, Haney had huh? it like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I just, so he's entitled. Like, like Devin said, give me that Loma contract and I'll do it. And that's what they did. But the, and they Devin stood the Loma on contract. 10 toes. But that, but Frank ain't get the Devin contract. He ain't get the Shakur contract. He did get a Shakur contract. Not the he turned not, it down. Not the Shakur contract that Devin sent is what I'm saying. So it it wasn't like Frank had the opportunity to be like, you know, what what he turned down, give it to me, and I I'll take it because that's what he was speaking on. Is all I'm saying. I'm just bringing it back to that that you can't hold him I, to his I, words when his words, the context of his words were. 
the Devin Haney Shakur offer? Listen, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call horse manure for one. It's an old saying that we tell kids: stay in the child's place, stay in your place. That wasn't your place to speak on that because the son then signed on you. And then for your situation, you got a Shakur contract and you turned it down for more money, which is outside of what you would have been um, granted if it would have went to purse bid. Period. Point blank. You have to take risks in this business. You have to. No risk. No risk. Calculated risk. Calculated risk. This one was not calculated. When they when they did the calculations, he like, well, I ain't even making a million, and I gotta fight this monster. Nope. But that's on him. That's that that ignorance, and I'm glad you brought that up. That is on him. For him to come out, I think the most damaging thing he did was come out and say, "Oh, when you looked at the money, it wasn't really a million dollars, bro." Th- if you're because you're that ignorant, you're using that as an excuse. Go educate yourself. Why are you this far in your career and you don't know I, how the I, money is dispersed? Champ, champ, That's what you, you can't have it both ways. He, he, he's ignorant for not knowing he would have got a million, but he's not smart for not taking it. But no, no, that's not. Don't twist it, Ness. It's on him no, for not knowing I'm, how I'm the money. Like Alex it. said, I'm not twisting. You know it. I'm saying you can't have it both ways. You can't call him ignorant for not knowing, right? Because he's obviously smart for not taking it. No, no, I'm calling him why ignorant not? for saying he the reason why he turned down the money is million. because he didn't realize that a million dollars wasn't a million dollars after he paid the barber, washed his car, and got some new Jordans. That's on him. Well, it ain't the, again, y'all, y'all interpreting it that way. You feel me? Y'all interpreting that way. I keep using the phone call situation because I think that's the most realistic. These two guys are friends. Earl's not a real promoter. He's learning on a job. I could see Earl calling him, telling him, I got, uh, you know, we was able to get get, get you the, the core fight without having to go in a purse bid. You getting a million plus a WBC title shot. And he like, yeah, okay. I, I want it. I want it. Because okay. because from, from one, one mouth to another, he's being told a million. You know what I'm saying? So he's thinking maybe, maybe my promoter cleared me a million, not I'm getting a million and we deducting everything out that million. You feel me? That's simple mistake. Then that's not a conversation you have with Shakur. Like you said, you go back and talk to Earl. And who knows? It could have been 900000 and Earl rounded it up to a million. Who knows? But, but who that's said not he who, said, who said he didn't have that conversation with Earl? And, and, and who said he had it with, 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 with Shakur? Where, where he said he had the conversation with Shakur? They had DMs, and that's it. What are we talking yeah, about? Well, that was the conversation. That was the conversation. I guess they didn't get specifically into numbers, even though Shakur said they did. He just basically said, I asked for more. So obviously they talked about something around the numbers. Yeah, and but the when more he that D- he had- when he DM'd that, but Shakur told you a million dollars worth of game. When he DM'd him, he told him what the pot was. He right. told him what the pot was. So obviously Frank is saying, I want more. So that's when he knew how much he was getting. It's like, yo, you ain't, you can't get no more than that million. This is what the pot is. Exactly, exactly. So he shouldn't agree to it off principle. That's listen. Bro, at you the end of the day, what, what this boils down to is it? these fighters want to sit back, play video games, think they can show up and box, and have to ignore the business side of boxing. Then they want to tell the fans, "You're not a manager. You're a fan. You're not a manager. Stop getting involved in the bit." But we know more than you do. You have to be a student of the game financially, sports science wise, 
And for your body, like it don't just start and stop with you showing up to the gym, punching the bag. Those days are long and gone. And for any fighter who wants to ignore those things, your career will not go as far as it should because you're not maximizing the opportunity. Boxing has to be reimagined. Either get down or lay down. I hear you, man. I got you on two counter punches. Uh, all right. Uh, Trey Omaha. You might have to jump out, jump back in, Trey. JP. All right, Ness, you hear me? Loud and clear. Hey, so... First of all, I always said the fight wouldn't happen because the profile of the fighters are too high based on what they would be able to generate. But there's also a notion in this that I just hate. I hate the notion of what you made last time, you're going to get paid more now, so you should accept it. I've been in many job interviews where they've asked me, well, how much were you making in, in your last position? I hate when an employer asks that question because that question got nothing to do with the position I'm going to take for you. Ness, you're, you're a, a businessman. You've worked at the win. Let's just say hypothetically, no, no technicalities involved. But if Caesar Palace calls up and says, hey, Ness, we want you to come do some, some broadcasting from us. How much, did you, how much were you making at the win? Not saying you were making anything, but how much was the win paying you? What does that got to do with what you're about to do for this client? I, I hate that fucking notion of a man should take more. I do understand that there is risk and opportunity. That is a, but there's a crossroad there. Just because this could be your highest payday doesn't mean that you should just take it. You have to look, it's risk and opportunity. Some of us are in positions in life where you could be offered a job that pays more, but you may consider the job that you're doing and the responsibilities that you have in your comfort level. You may say, hey, you know what? I'm going to pass on that. I'm comfortable here. I'm able to make a good living here. That seems like it might be strenuous. Or then there's times where you do that to raise your profile. So I, I, I really hate that notion where people are standing on, oh, this would be his highest payday. He should do this or that. We've seen plenty of boxers turn down fights where it would be a high payday for them. So I, I, in my 30 plus years of watching boxing, I've rarely used the term duck. I don't think these dudes are afraid of another. I think there's risk and reward. And so I, I, like I said from the beginning, I don't think Frank is ducking them. And I did think this fight was going to be hard to make. People want to downplay Frank. And say, who is he? What what has he won? Oh uh, well, obviously Frank is somebody because he would have been a he would have raised the course profile. You know, you have to be able to feed the beast. And so that's what they that's what the biggest 
charm in this was for is to raise your course profile by putting a uh, 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 knock it uh, off. Uh, Knock it off. Knock it off. Everything was good till you said that, man. Frank is just another name on a list. Wasn't no raising of no profile. He wasn't even well, first. Why we, he wasn't even how, first. How we gonna, he wasn't even first, are you gonna do, He wasn't. Like, they literally sent offers to three people before Frank. Like, this. that's a bullshit-ass, like, narrative. He was not no... Pro how do you raise someone's profile? You never won a world title. Dog, you can't take world titles to the bank. I understand this right, world title, right, the right, Olympian all right, all right, shit all right. and all that, but cool. that don't go no, to the no, bank. No. It's called entry. Not Ryan cool. Garcia, cool. Who, who who hasn't won shit, who ain't been an Olympian, is able to generate the most money in that division in in, in a lot of Can boxing. He's, one of the, he's able to bring the most intrigue without none of that shit, of the, the belts, the Olympians, and all of that shit. It's called entry. And when we look at Frank Martin, our eye test says, yeah, that's the goods. And if Shakur beats that guy, we're going to consider him really the goods. Man, but when stop, Shakur beats man. De La Santos, we're not going to say the same thing. Stop. Shakur stop. and Frank Martin is a cusp. That fight is on the cusp Bro. of being like a pay-per-view fight. What? That, that's right. Th Yo, I got to go. I, I, I was trying it, to give you more time. But I you think it is. Control. No way, bro. No way. No fucking way. Bro, dude ain't winning world title. He never headlined. Like, that was his first headline with Artem. Like, I, I mean, you're making this case for him to be in this value, and he's feeding into that shit. In that interview, you can tell. He's like, yeah, the fight bigger. Maybe when I get a title. How, Sway? How you going to get a title? How? I don't even got to look at the rankings, bro. WBO, what Bob orders? You ain't in the IBF. You gave up your shot at, at, at WBC, and Tink ain't losing. So what is we talking about here? Making all these weird-ass excuses and, 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 and just lying about value? Listen, I'm with you on uh, what you made and the whole, you know, them not having to ask, but at the same time, they asking because they want to know your value. They want to know your value. And everybody's been in them damn interviews, and we all lie. Don't nobody really say what we was making in the last job. Ain't none of your business. So when they ask you, you always add more because you know exactly what they're doing. So two can play that game. Two can play that game. I don't know, man. Um, Frank has value. But he ain't adding nothing to Shakur's profile. He don't even bring what Concial brings to Shakur's profile. When we go down Shakur's resume and we say Robinson Concial, we say go fucking medalist. At the very least. What are we going to say about Frank? So y'all got to stop this shit. Y'all got to stop lying, man. Because y'all got him believing this shit. Just because we was interested in the fight. You talking about, this man said pay-per-view. He said on the cusp of being a pay-per-view. You out your fucking mind. You understand? Out your fucking mind to set the bar that low, to stand at that low in that man's mind where you could be Artem, whoever the fuck, and get a pay-per-view fight, man. Get the fuck out of here, bro.
SDX, what's up? Good morning, Ness. Good morning, man. I appreciate you again. That's crazy. What JP, you, you out of control. Dude. I can't believe he's on the cusp of a pay-per-view. Holy shit. We'll pay for anything then. SDX, you there or you breaking up? Yep. They have been asking what I was making before. So I don't like that shit either, but I'll say this on this topic, man. Uh, Ness, you kind of got me even backpedaling on how I felt about Shakur uh, not taking the 25%. And I really didn't get what you were saying in the beginning about the five belts compared to the one belt. But now that Frank been put in this position for the one belt, I'm still even looking at Frank like, nah, fuck that, because of the one belt could have put you in position. The one belt, just say, we going into this looking at the one belt as not enough, or even the money as not being enough, but that's only if you lose. If you lose. If you fucking win and you upset Shakur and become the WBC champion, that... But, but champ, but champ, you just like said it. You just said it upset. You just said it upset, yeah. bro. So so he told you, I'm not going into the biggest fight of my life with the back of my Believing mind. Believing that I'm going to win. But he ain't. He can't even start to believe he's going to win because he don't like the money. Yeah, he don't. Nah, but I'm like, nah, fuck shit. Because like we said, though, the facts of the matter is, if I think I can win, then we talking about where my career go after I win. That's just me from a... Uh, a wannabe fighter or a sometime fighter perspective. If I get that opportunity laid out in front of me, I'm looking at, boy, this shit like the lottery. If I go in there and I upset Shakur, this the Andy Ruiz, this that, you feel me? Like, you got this it. that you George Cambosis where I, I, I kind of put myself in a position. Shakur, Shakur, not AJ. You talking about this and Andy okay. Ruiz? I don't know, man. It's gonna be a t it's a tough task, man. So you saying straight up, Ness? Frank genuinely doesn't even believe that he got a fucking chance, Bruh, I don't even care what Frank believes. I'm talking about us as boxing fans, man. We've said it here <laughs> for the last three years. The dudes is gonna beat each other is Devin Shakur and Tank. We never said Frank. He got to prove that. Man, I I, I done heard some days. They, they didn't give him some calls. Somebody believe in Frank, man. And if they believe in Frank and he don't believe in his damn self to at least take the opportunity, then that, that's a fight already lost. It ain't the right time, man. It wasn't the right time. We all knew that. We talked about it. Like, how you about to fight Shakur in November? You got... Earl doing what he doing, AJ like doing what he doing, Jamel doing what he doing. Appreciate you, Ness. That's my call. Uh, it's just, it just wasn't the right time, y'all. It just wasn't the right time. Maybe that fight could revisit itself. Maybe it don't. Um, could he have took it? Hell yeah. But, you know, truthfully speaking, it wasn't the right time. How? Motherfucking Derek is busy right now with, 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 with Jamel. You know? And, yeah, that fight is Saturday, but we don't know what's going on with A.J. Wilder. Trey, trying you again. 
Yo, I'm back. Y'all can hear me now? Yeah. Man, can I just ask you something next? Yeah. Why are you speaking so highly of a guy who's just an undefeated fighter and it's just ranked? He's not a former world champion, has never been a world champion, has... Has, does he does he have an interim belt? Like, wh- who is this dude? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, why are we speaking so highly of Frank Martin when, like, he's not even a, like you said, a Kansei Sao? You can't even compare this man to Oscar Valdez. You can't compare this man to, you can only compare him to, like, fucking contendership. Like, you can't compare him to somebody who, you know, has held a world title, been in a world title fight or interim title fight. Or do you get what I'm saying? That's, I hear you. Yeah, so what, what? Like, what is what is people problem? Like, I'm not trying to start a negative situation because I hate negativity. Uh, I don't spread that, but it's just like to shed light on the situation. Can we just say that this man has done nothing yet, and that he needs to prove himself of why he should be in the like one of those top three? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, why he should be a top three guy? Because there's only three guys that we keep talking about that everybody keeps talking about. Matter of fact, you get what I'm saying? So. Why? Like, just because you undefeated and you beat Artem, whatever the fuck, and who else? You get what I'm saying? You didn't beat, who like, Michael Riviera? Like, who was that? You get what I'm saying? He had a lookalike of a of a Muhammad Ali, now he's good because he looks like somebody? No, like, come on, bro. Like, what is we, exactly, like, what is we talking about? You feel what I'm saying? He was then, good, his, though. That was a good uh, win it, it, for okay. Frank, yo. I, I, Michelle did his thing. He was doing his thing. Right. And he like got a couple said, wins before word. that. But what was your key word that you used in that sentence, Ness? Tell me the key word. He was good. He did his thing. He was. Was is the key word. Was. Well, only because he, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm saying he was because when Frank met him, Frank defeated him. Right. Right. But, but let's I'm not let's saying. not act like Michelle Rivera wasn't mentioned with Tank numerous occasions. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying Michelle, that's the only credential win we can really talk about when it comes to Frank Martin. But nah, he got the Jackson too. Marinas win too. Remember that Jackson really beat. Oh Roley. yeah, Jackson fought Rowley. Yeah. Yep, yep. Jackson, yeah, Jackson, but Jackson beat. He Roley got three me, wins. Right? He got three wins. The Artem, the Marinas. The the Romero Duno and the Michelle Rivera. Yeah, but like, see, that's what I'm saying though. Those three wins are who are these guys? Those it's three four. wins are it's like four of them. are four are four wins. I mean, you got I throw in I throw in Ryan Kozlowski too. That motherfucker tough. He just ain't got no power, but he could box. Like he yeah, can really hey, box. Hey, hey, and I don't mean to keep talking to nothing, but I was gonna say Ryan Kozlowski. Yeah, you could say that because he 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 don't got power, but he is a good fighter. I know who that is. He's yeah. a good fighter. He yeah, like from but, Massachusetts hey, area somewhere, but he he's decent. He yeah, fought a couple yeah, of names ATV, too. Go ahead. Hey TBV, shout out, man! Make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, hit that Patreon. Do what y'all gotta do, man. TBV up, man. And I just want to say one more thing. Stop. Let's stop this this speaking of guys who haven't done nothing yet. You get what I'm saying? Like let's. Let's talk about guys who have done something and have a name because it's obvious. Like, we're sitting here going back and forth with Ness about a guy who does not have a name. Like, we are all agreeing with he each other. He got a so. name. He ain't got the credentials. He got the name. You can't deny he got... Yo, Earl gave him that name, but let me get to some other calls. But, like, 
the, the, I got you, big bro. Got you. Got like, you. like, like being with the big fish, rubbed off, and we know Frank. His fights might not have all been on TV, but they all been PBC fights outside of when he was fighting in them club shows. Once he got with Earl, you know, it, it turned everything PBC shows. And, you know, you can't deny, you know, the the wins that he does have, you know. Um, the Ryan kid, no, he not a world beater, but he's a good boxer, the Polish prince, man. I like that kid, man. I knew he was from Massachusetts. He's a decent kid. Gabriel Flores didn't knock him out, went 10 with him, got the window. So that was a decent uh, win for Frank, you know. Um, then you got to give him credit for Romero Duno. Obviously, we only know Romero Duno for losing to uh, Ryan Garcia. So you got to give him credit, right? Because Ryan did it in one, Frank did it in four, like. It's a, it's a barometer there. Uh, then he's got the Jackson Marinez fight, who we all... If you watch boxing, you knew Marinez beat Roley. So when Frank beat him by knockout in the last round, it's like, oh, and you proved your power? Because you could you could knock him out late? Okay. And then he gets Artem, which, you know, that was a tough fight, and he, he learned something in there, I believe. But... We going out to Jay, New York City. What up? Jay. Jay in the 917. Going once, two times. Double checking his number here. Certain say Jay in Bronx. All right. You must be busy. Rocky in the 954. Hey, good morning, Ness. How are you? Straight. All right, man. Yo, on this on this Frank stuff, man, I don't think it's that complicated. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that he turned down a good deal. Um, the only way to make sense to me is if PBC give him the Isaac Cruz fight. I think that's a big fight, and that'll be worth it for him because if he looks good, if he waxes him, he might get a tank fight. So in that sense, if that's their plan, then it makes sense. If not, I don't see how you can justify him turning down that high-profile uh, Shakur fight. But um, – also wanted to touch on the fights. What about uh, just over not being ready? No one, no one is saying that. Maybe he's not ready. Ready, ready for who? For Shakur? Yeah. I mean, I could be ready yeah, for. I, mean, I could be ready for a title shot, just not with Shakur. I, I hear you on that, but I think I think it was Cliff. One of the callers earlier said, "If you do lose to Shakur, it's not a bad loss." Like. He's not going to physically damage you too bad. You're going to get outboxed, maybe maybe embarrassed, but it's a loss you can bounce back from, and nobody's going to hold that over your head. I feel like a big opportunity like that, you just got to take it, ready or not, you know, sink or swim. But, I mean, maybe his team, like I said, maybe they think like you think. Like, he's not ready. No, we'll keep him on this side, whatever. But the thing is with boxing is nothing is guaranteed, man. You can get injured. 
something can happen and then you never get offered that big bag again. So Word. I feel like you got to take it while the money's there. You know what I'm saying? But um, real quick, I wanted to touch on the the fights over the weekend in Orlando, man. I, I was privileged enough to go out there and uh and check it out live, man. That's a nice little venue, small little intimate venue. Um, man, that, that kid Africa is good, man. I don't think he did himself any services by by shutting the pit out that bad. It it's gonna be tough to get to get somebody to fight that kid, man. He gonna fight your like, people. He, he's really the good. He gonna fight your Puerto Rican brethren. Who, Shakur? Nah, the other Puerto Rican, the one y'all don't talk about. Oh, oh, Matias? Nah, he ain't fighting Matias. Why not? I think he would. I, I think he would. Bro, he got strapped up in the IBF specifically for Matias. Power don't okay, mean well, nothing to a boxer, man. Power don't mean nothing to a boxer. The only people that worry about power are the people that ain't got boxing skill. Cause when you could box, look, Sepeda ain't land no punches, bro. <laughs> I know, man. Yo, look, my man got uh, zero Africa power, and Sepeda couldn't do nothing. Hey, look, Sepeda. I mean, uh, Africa fight like Shakur, man. They got a weird style where they stand right in front of you and make you miss. It's crazy. Yep. Um, and that's who he learns from. That's who he spars with. Hey, I can see that, man. Well, Matias, Matias is ready for him, though. Don't worry about that. Look, Matias will put a pace on him and really, you know, test him. But, uh, but yeah, that's my call, Chance. Thank you for taking my call. You got it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I'm telling y'all right now. I'm picking Hitchinson over Matias. Um, obviously, I'm gonna be more confident when I go back and rewatch the first Jeremiah Ponce fight. But, yeah, man. We got B-Dog, member for 31 months on that prospect level. He said, if he asked for half, Shakur would have shared the DM. Mmm. That's probably true. That's probably true. That's probably true. Um, we got Dre Bogus, member for two months on that contender level. He says, Top Rank and PBC have two different business models. When he heard one million, he was probably thinking take home money because that's what he is used to. Mm. Jersey dude member for five months says, what up, TBB? Hope, hope all is well. I wish I can make the upcoming fight party, but I can't make this one. I'm tuned in every day while driving at work. I'll catch you guys soon at the next fight party. Salute. Don't forget, we got a fight party this Saturday for the Canelo and Charlo. It's going down. It's going to be epic. I got Optimus Prime. Second super chat. Another $10. Appreciate you, champ. I'm still in shock that that dude saying the Shakur versus Martin fight going to be a pay-per-view fight. Now, he said it was on the cusp of being a pay-per-view. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it, look, this this is how they treat us in boxing. We're, you know, we're, we're accustomed to, like, whatever being on pay-per-view at this point. William, what up? Hey, that's you can hear me. Loud and clear. What up, Seattle? Hey, man, I'm, I'm tired of people talking about, you know, I'm tired of all these Shakur's. Fanboys, man. 
that Shakur ain't did nothing at 135. He only got one fight at 135. And he acting as if this dude is like a, a 135-pound champion. They fighting for a vacant title. You know what I mean? So, so Frank Martin, I like how Frank Martin explained himself on why he turned down the fight because it makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? So, I mean, all these dudes, all they, they hopping on the Shakur Stevenson bandwagon. They don't forgot Shakur got beat up in the Olympics by Ramirez. They don't forgot about that. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm just tired of all these fanboys coming on here and talking bad about Frank Martin. Frank Martin didn't do Shakur Stevenson. Okay. Frank, Frank Martin, you know what I'm saying, he's being advised by the PBC and stuff. So, you know what I mean? I think it's smart what he did. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. All right. Uh, We got He Great, North Carolina. Yes, I'm from the low country. South oh, Carolina, shit. Man, shit. Low country. Hey. Low country. <laughs> My bad, champ. My bad. Liz, I want to I want to rebuttal on this this time, man. Can I can I come right I gotta I come right back to you, man. No disrespect at all. Brandon has a counter punch and I'm already late on that. He sent it at eight fourteen, which is eleven fourteen Eastern. So I do apologize. Don't let me forget to come back to Heat Great in South Carolina, not North. I always make that mistake. Brandon, what is up? Apologies. Yo, Ness. <laughs> I'm kind of mad because I wanted to go right at the JP and that terrible call the big homie just spewed out. Mm. Um, Before I cook him, so Shakur told your boy how much money was in the pot. Did he say the number that Shakur said was in the pot? He never said the number. Because then he used that to say, like, if he getting what he told me he getting, then what he got with... Well, he was getting the eight million for don't make sense, and that you know. So I don't know. That's that's what he said on the interview. You I can hear you. it himself. Like he he say I, what Shakur told him, but he never give the number. But my thing is this, man. I mean, everybody's saying twenty five percent. So Shakur had to have gotten three million, and he gets one. I don't know if Frank wasn't privy to the information, but I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again. In a situation like this, he's entitled to 50%. So let's say Shakur told him it was $4 million in the pot. You and your team, let that shit go to purse, you get $2 million. And Shakur gets $2 million. I don't understand why they... I don't know. That's the first point. So if the $1.5 or $1 million wasn't enough, let that bitch go to purse bid. Top rank has to put up a bid big enough to make Shakur happy. They're not going to underball it to the point where Shakur don't like the number he's getting. And you would have got 50% of four, or let's say four million, five million, even three million. Let's say the bid was only three million. You get the 1.5 you asked for because you're entitled to 50%. Just that simple. Two, this brother said this fight is on the cusp of being a pay-per-view. If this fight is on the cusp of being a pay-per-view, 
Why the fuck doesn't PBC put a bid in on it and potentially have it on Showtime <laughs> if this fight is that big and JP's eyes to where it's a cusp of being a pay-per-view? It makes no sense. None. Bottom line is, man, they went down the list. They asked Esau Cruz. He said no. They asked Williams Zapata. He said no. They asked Loma and the motherfucker from Australian Convulsus. They said no. You were number five on the list. They didn't see you as valuable. They went down the list. Four niggas said no. It was your turn. I look at it like this. PBC didn't even allow Esau Cruz to entertain this because they actually have a plan for Esau Cruz. So when Esau Cruz's name came up, they instantly said no deal. The fact that they were willing to send you over there, Frank, lets you know they really don't have a plan for you. They don't have a, a mapped out, you know, visual of what they see for your career. Because they have one for Isak. We're going to put you on every pay-per-view, build it up, put you in there with Tank. So when the Shakur Kane name came up for Isak, oh, they said, nah, we cool. But they was going to send you over there on that dummy mission. Brother, they don't, brother, brother, they don't have a plan for you, brother. That, that, that's bottom line. Your team failed you, brother. That's my call, Ness. I mean, I mean, again, I don't think that's true. I think that his team didn't fail him. His team asked him, did he want to fight? He agreed, and they got him the best possible deal, and he just backed out. You know, he didn't like the money. Um, he didn't think it was the best deal. Uh, but it's not about not having a plan because that is the plan. You know, a fighter's job is to be a world champion. Like, that's what he's striving for, to become a world champion. So it's like, yo, you know what belt we got on our side and you know how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, you could get it or you can't get it. There's a belt over there. And it's actually the most prestigious one. Yeah, it's the green belt. So, you know. He gotta he gotta be willing to take that chance though. Um, I don't think they failed them. You feel me? Sometimes it makes sense. And when you getting paid four times the amount, it obviously makes sense. And that's why this is all strange because if this didn't make sense. It would have never got to an actual offer, you know? So, I don't know, man. Hopefully, uh, he gets a decent fight in December, like he said, because that will help. He great. We remembered. Hello? Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Liz, I want to rebuttal on this, but... I wanna uh I wanna rebut over this for you. I wanna put a highlight on the fact that like we kinda we kinda we kinda getting the we we kinda getting this sense of like Frank Martin should be more like Ryan Garcia in a sense because he's starting later. And I believe people are looking at it like he, he should be the one taking these risky big fights no matter the odds because you already an underdog. You started like you're gonna be an underdog no matter the no matter who you fight, when along with people, I think the intrigue with Frank Martin is people are interested because you started late. We want to see you hop in the ring with these people that they say you can't beat, win or loss. I think that hurt his brand a little bit because the stories I've been hearing when watching his fights is 
how much dogs, how he got in them, how he started later and stuff. And I think we want more of a Ryan Garcia mentality with that, win or loss. I feel like he could have even benefited from the loss for the simple fact that he was like, hey, look, Chicago, I did start late, but you turned down Devin. I ain't turning you down. I thought I'm I'm coming at you. I want the belt. I want this opportunity. I'm showing you I'm hungry because I did start. How are people looking at him? You're saying that's the that's perception of him. But he want to be associated with all these names, all these greats, all these top level fighters by name and not by accent right now. That's how it's coming across to me. He 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 want he wants the name and the money, but he don't want to, you know, take the risk. And the thing is, even if he loses and fights in court, every fighter he fight after that, he's gonna have that one up on him that I fought in court. Because not everybody should court Devin T.O. tank level. Not everybody that level. So every fighter you fight after that that's literally below that level, you literally have the leverage to say, hey, look, I already been in the ring with you. I already got a meal from him. Straight up. I already got a meal from him. And and it's just throwing everybody off because it's not showing the hunger and stuff that we believe Aaron and him was perceiving that he had. And even though even though he has to, you know, pay the money and it ends up a little bit more. I feel like you again, you don't want people to look at you and be like, damn, you're a capper. You 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 put on this grind, you put on this thing, you put on this facade like this, but you're not actually gonna step. You're not when it comes down to it, you're not actually gonna step. And you shouldn't compare my his Haney and you couldn't compare Haney and Shakur, because what we say about Haney and Shakur, both of these boys are recognized as top highest the highest levels in their divisions, sir. Let's just keep it a book. Their negotiations different. You're trying to get at their table. You got name association by stepping in the ring with a person like that. Like, I want to be in a room with Bill Gates right now. I don't care if he, you know, I want to be in a room with him. You see what I'm saying? But that's all I got to say, Ness. But, yeah, I would love your rebuttal or, or response to that. But that's all I got to say. You may feel like it's your time. But it's not your time. I really don't know what he wanted me to rebuttal. Like, I feel like there was the same talking points. Jay Billy. Lost. Yo, 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 yo. Yo. Yes, sir. Shout out Ness putting in that work. But Ness, you know I had to tap in. Did you say you were favorite Africa over Matias? Mm-hmm. I say yeah. What's that? What's that? Like, uh, we doing I? You going by your eye test now? Like, you fucking with the eye test? I, I ain't never known you to be the eye test type. Nah, I'm the I'm the uh, ride with a dude to the wheels fall off type. Okay, so uh, what have you seen from Africa that you didn't see from Bud that still kind of had you on the ropes? You know what I'm saying? To where you wasn't all in for the Spence fight. Like, man, Bud got this. You was I need to see it at the way and even though I bruh, bruh, well picking, first of all first of all butt. first of all it's too soon to compare me to compare those two situations because you forget and a lot of y'all just showed up. I've been doing this thirteen years when 
When I was rocking with Bud, he had I've been, braids. I've been here seven, gang. I've been here seven. All right. When, when I've been rocking with Bud, he had braids. When I was rocking with Bud, he was with Cameron Duncan, you know, and he had another promoter on top of Top Ray. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was a long time ago. So are you saying because he wasn't that guy, because he wasn't that guy coming out the gate, that's what made you doubt, or? No, I'm saying that, uh, damn, did the fucking internet kick? Kick out, motherfucker. I'm saying I been was rocking with Bud, man. I so I just didn't yeah. like how the matchmaking went after a certain okay. point. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I see how you coming with that. Uh I'm with you on choosing the boxers over the punchers, hundred percent. But dog, y'all know how I feel about Matias. You know, we didn't even have a Matias show. I was arguing Matias that one day. So uh, Matias is someone that's uh, very avoided. I think he's the most avoided fighter at 140, most definitely. Uh, I would love to see Africa against him. No, don't don't knock me, but I'm not, I don't know if I'll just come out straight away and say, you know, he'll be the favorite. He's still young. You know what I'm saying? His levels. And that's why I don't think people understand. Like you said, 